And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by Mine. Sheen Washable. Yep. Well, souls. Souls. I, I was thinking all day of a nickname, and I couldn't do it. Told you, he wanted to do sloppy souls. Souls, we need you in the, the, pick up the mic a little bit. Keep talking. Let's yep. see. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, hey. I don't hear him. No, I'm not hearing you. Hold on. Let's try it again. Muted, right, <laughs> try it again. Yeah, how about now? Even then. Go again. How about now? There, we, there go. we go. So my name today is now Do you hear me, Kevin? Nope. Citrus Nope, I got you wrong, too. <laughs> there we go. Alright, welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by... Mock. Sheen Washable. Yep. Citrus Souls. The Mass Chris Massey. And the Red Baron. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alright, so yeah, welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. We have a, a little bit of a late start here, and then all those technical difficulties, because our producer is... Well, you know what? They changed seats Heroin addict. I did not. Souls is always the number one guy. Oh, yeah. Souls move. I'm just Jeff. Yeah. Uh, J-Mart was not able to make it today, which is sad, but I would have liked, liked to have him. But that's okay. we got a lot of stuff to get to. Show outlined. We're ready to go. Everybody do their homework? Yes. More or less. Right. Moxie and I was figuring was going to be the weak link in the homework train. Question. I'm the weak link. On this paper, you said team. Is that any team or just football? Literally. It's all NFL. Not. No, it's all NFL. Oh, okay. This is NFL stuff. I figured that once I put NFL twice, I wouldn't have to keep putting it, but apparently I did. So, NFL crime? <sighs> Matt, can you mute Mass? Can you, can you mute him? <laughs> of course Not, I can. I mean mute him as in, like, take him out. It's okay. All right. Starting My lineups. Guess. Starting lineups. I'd like the Red Baron to go first, because he has a disgusting-looking beer. I know exactly what beer <laughs> that is. I'm very excited. This, uh... No, you shouldn't be, because that whole company is ass. Yeah, I, Rogue comes out with some pretty weird stuff. Uh, this is the Dead Guy Ale. Uh, it's a staple. Got really mm-hmm. got entirely because of the can. So like a black can with a like a skeleton guy holding a beer. No, that's a Bud Light black facing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited to got it for the can strictly. Citrus Souls. I have a little juicy. A citrus beer for Citrus Souls. Four from Two Roads. Probably gonna be sweet. Four Two Roads. Sweet and as in like sugary or sweet as in like awesome. Sweet as in both. Okay. Probably not the first one, <laughs> but definitely the second. Yep, okay. That beer has been featured on the show before. Yeah. Ooh, Mark with an expensive brew. Mm. I have from Single Cut Brewing. It says Single Cut Beer Smiths. I like that. But it's the Jenny Said Ale. Double IPA. It's just Genesee. Is it good? <laughs> Mass Chris Massey? Uh, well, Riddler and Citrus Souls today. Got me my beer because I was late. So I am when you ask somebody to buy your beer, you get gross beer. It's yeah, how it goes. I am drinking Guinness Blonde today. Unless it's me. You guys usually <laughs> buy me whatever. Well, that's because it's not like for you, a gross beer is like Milwaukee's best. And not gross as in like just gross in quality, but like you love it. So I'm, I'm cool with that. Like you have a very limited range of beers that you like. So I try to get you what you like so that you'll enjoy it. Thank you. Um, and I have from here in. Connecticut, I believe, somewhere in Connecticut. Uh, yep, in Kent, Connecticut, makes sense because it's from Kent Falls Brewing. 
Um, I have the coffee maker. It's got a grizzly bear on the bottle. And it is a uh, coffee ale. Question about the paper you gave us here. Is yeah. it all time? For what? Uh, like stars or... Uh, it should be current. Current. You need the backsoles? Just keep it. No, it's, make, it, make it current because it, it goes with the story. It's got to be current stuff, yeah. We'll get to what all these paper things shuffling around mean. <laughs> uh, toast of Excellence, Mass, Chris Mass, you want to go first? Uh, I'd like to uh, give a Toast of Excellence to the Cleveland Browns for finally signing a kicker. Boo. <laughs> I wish Jeff was here. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Do we have private stock floating around? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right right. Oh, actually. Here you go, Mass. Thanks. Take this while you're at it. Kick it off. All right. My, uh, <laughs> my... I said kick it off. Right. I'll take that. All right. <laughs> Nobody else caught it. But... I missed it. I missed it. Uh, my uh, my toast is to Austin Rivers for his confrontation with the fan. Uh, was it last night or the night before? Night before. Very nice. <laughs> Walking through the tunnel, guy tells him his dad sucks at coaching. Squares <laughs> right up. <laughs> like, what'd you say? I suck. My dad did not. <laughs> Guy's like, I ain't say nothing. <laughs> Mine's to the new football league, the AAL. AAF. AAF, and he <laughs> stole my... The <laughs> AAL. Hey, American, American, American. You guys didn't even watch it. No, I watched a couple games. I watched it. We, uh, you didn't watch a couple games. You watched a couple minutes. <laughs> I watched so, Sarah Richardson score touchdown, baby. So was it, I... Yep. So was it, I watched the highlights today. That you know that, was what we you know that the team that has Zach Mettenberger also has Christian Hackenberger? <laughs> Zach Stacy's a part of this league. Yes, yeah. he is. Me and Kendall were talking about that the other day. <laughs> Zach Stacy's coming back. <laughs> Better than ever. All right, so are, we, are we picking teams for the... I couldn't, I couldn't get... No, we're not picking teams. I tried to get like an Excel spreadsheet, but it, it was like too much work to get it done. I tried to get it so that we could do fantasy for this, <laughs> but it was just so much work. They have a fantasy like thing on, the, on their website. Done. That's awesome. So my first round pick is Trevor Richardson. Stupid. Zach I'll take Lewis Perez. Or Quentin Patton, because he had a hell of a game. I'm taking Metten Hackenberger. <laughs> he did terrible. If Not we both ever of them. I'm being a San Diego fan just by default. <laughs> <What are> you- <laughs> Well, it was the oh, AAF, boy. not the AAL, but now I have to default to something else. Throwback which I was not prepared. Uh, we're going to go out the San Diego of Fleet's jerseys. I really like them. They got like the battleship thing going. I think the best jersey, though, was definitely Utah's. Salt Lake City, whatever the hell they are. All right, save it. Save it. Sorry, I was just... My choice of excellence is to the NFL for um, not only, as a Chicago Bears fan, back-to-back Thanksgiving games, because they released two Thanksgiving games already, Bears-Packers, or Bears-Lions, and Cowboys-Dolphins, for whatever reason, (laughs) but Bears playing on Thanksgiving back-to-back years. Eight o'clock game can be Bengals-Ravens. Gross. And then also to the NFL, now this is all bias, of course, but for the first time in I don't know how long, a Super Bowl team isn't starting the NFL season. Really? Yeah, it's Bears-Packers. Hmm. I, I could have sworn. I have to look it up because I got that from a, a not not necessarily unreliable source, but sometimes shifty source. But he told me that because no, I called him. That's true. Is it? Because yeah. I called him to tell him about the Bears being on Thanksgiving because he loves when they're on Thanksgiving. He's a Bears fan guy I work with and he was like yeah they're opening up the season against the Packers like it's not the Patriots or the Rams well, I'm like because it's the what? 150th anniversary so they're kicking it off with the oldest rivalry oh. or the 100th anniversary sorry that's nice hmm. makes sense why they do that then yeah that's and cool so 830 game would be uh, stealing Patriots or the Patriots could rub it in our face it's got six uh, Patriots are gonna go up against Kansas City it was determined whoever won was gonna go up against who they faced in the championship oh is that game. what they said because they, 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 there were rumors around that they were gonna throw the Steelers in there just now yeah. So, hey, uh, hey, can so, we crack these? Yeah, yeah crack them. God. And then we'll drink them, and then uh, Riddler has a football play play for us. Player, God. And then we'll have Mass's momentous moment. 
Oh, yeah. All right, bad decision was made today. Um, <laughs> I do have the uh, NFL random player. I also have something to add to Mass's segment when we get to it. Um, assuming he doesn't already have it, that's why I'm going to wait for him to go. But yes, today's NFL random player, another wonderful reason why Jeff should have been here. Today's NFL random player is a linebacker who Alex played Monty. for the New York Jets from 2004 to 2007 and then the Saints from 2008 to 2013. He... Recorded 871 tackles, had 12 interceptions, 11 forced fumbles, a three-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion, NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year, New Orleans Saints Hall of Famer. But how many sacks did Jonathan Vilma have in his career? Wow. 74. Hmm. I'm going to go with 81. (laughs) <laughs> He's going 57. 76 57. He he played how many seasons? He played from 2004 to 2013 79 Now, this rule's never been implemented before But I'd like to implement it tonight Alright I think that if everyone's way the fuck off They should have to do an around the horn He had 10 and a half sacks That's it? He's a linebacker He was a middle linebacker yeah, I get, it makes sense. He wasn't it, a blitzing linebacker. But you know, it's funny. But, you, but he also paid a lot of guys <laughs> off for sacks, so those should count. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta figure. Well, see, I wouldn't have guessed that high, and that's only because when I hear linebacker with a lot of interceptions, I'm not gonna think sacks. That's true. You look yeah. at Brian Urlacher, like Brian Urlacher, like like Ray Lewis, like those are the exceptions because of the elite status that they're at, but. That's an around the horn, yeah, I think. Cause I, I, I agree. Mass, would you we, guess 50 what? 50, 54. Yeah, 54. So he was still 44 <laughs> off. It's funny. You hear a guy that he plays forever. Just, oh, he's got to have. He un- didn't play un- that long, though. He didn't even play a decade. Oh, it was after that. Still a long, know, long scandal. time. They, they really shut it off. Riddler, you are absolutely right. I'm sorry, Rogue. This is horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> it's rough. It's more what? rough cold than it was a warm. The show this must is... go on. <laughs> oh, yeah, so what? Okay. I just got this by chance, or yeah, it's a Romana Black, so it's Black Sambuca. Ooh, I'll be having this. Are we allowed to dump beer out on the show? <laughs> like not finish. No, don't do not. Can throw I that save in. this for when Kendall asks for a beer later? Is it not good? No. Well, listen, listen. Put it in the put it in the journal. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> no. I don't know if you can tell how much yeast is in this fucking thing. <laughs> yeast! All right. Uh, Mass's monumentous moments. Do you have them? Are you ready? Well, let's go. Stop drinking beer, you fucking lush. That is not good. It's <laughs> um, like a coffee sour. Yeah, it's not very... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like... Um, it's like you put a for this day specifically in sports history, there was only one that deserves being talked about. Bullshit. And... Go ahead. In 1997... Bill Parcells becomes the head coach of the New York Jets, which leads to the tumble down to Belichick residing on a napkin and becoming the head coach of the Patriots and the greatest of all time. Big tuna. It's about time for you to get out of here. (laughs) Also on this date, Mass, uh, Mike Tyson got upset by Buster Douglas. In Tokyo, I know. And on this date, the greatest NBA All-Star game ever was played. Was it the greatest ever? Oh, yeah. You remember that one, right? I think it was, what was it? Is it because Michael Jordan was the MVP? Was it 03? I don't remember. 2001? Hey, what's up, Uncle Bob? It was the one with with Jordan, Kobe, Shaq, AI, Kevin Garnett. Anytime you got your big ticket in there. 
you got a, you got yourself a game. That was the that was the one where that was the one where AI like flipped the ball up to himself and then caught it under his arm and okay. laid it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that Remember was two thousand one. Yeah, that's like the greatest All Star game ever. I don't watch basketball. I'm it doesn't. Sorry. It doesn't matter. You you look up sports in this history. Did you know that Kobe Bryant got into a three point back and forth shootout with Stephon Marbury in that game? <laughs> Marbury won. <laughs> I have no way. I don't remember. He's won. You want to know another notable fact? When they won, you know who came off the bench first to celebrate with Stephon Marbury? Milwaukee Bucks, Ray Allen. Yeah. Come on. Dick. Get the All right. 96, there was the 46 NBA All-Star game, which Michael Jordan won MVP for. No, but that's... Have you guys ever seen... You mentioned Mike Tyson. You ever see the video like that really weird white guy he fought that talked a real (laughs) lot of crap? You You ever see that really long video? I think it's like an hour and 40 minutes or something like that. He... He's not in the whole video, but like he's in it, like like um, singing Phil Collins, and there's like a tiger. <laughs> That's a pretty cool video too. The the guy he fought, it was so funny. He talks about like wrapping him in a cocoon, <laughs> then he gets beat in the first round. <laughs> right. So <laughs> the best quote, he's like, "Anyone who doesn't think I can beat Tyson's got a big dump in their pants." <laughs> I'm just looking at him like, oh, you're going to die. <laughs> you're going to lose an ear, man. <laughs> no, Ken, are you having a rough time over there? <laughs> I had the Sambuca. Was it not great? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we, we, start, we started talking about it a little bit in the, the Toast of Excellence, but I, I thought it would, it would be good to talk about the Alliance of American Football, otherwise known as the AAF. It had its inaugural weekend uh, this past weekend, Saturday and Sunday. And I'm pretty sure, I remember reading on Saturday, I think they were on CBS. Um, They actually beat the NBA for for, uh, ratings. And that was when the Rockets were playing the Thunder, which was like a real hyped up game. Because you got Russell Westbrook's triple-double streak up against Harden's 30 points a game streak. They both, like, kept it going. But still. Rockets won that game, right? No, I think they lost. Anybody? They lost, right, Kyle? Didn't the, didn't the Rockets lose to the Thunder? Didn't Paul yeah. George put up like 42 Paul points George, or something like that? Yeah, they came back. Did anybody watch any of the games? Anybody? I watched some of the highlights. I, I wasn't home. Well, let's, let's talk about I mean, you know, we could just you know, talk about... I saw that how quarterback get his head it, ripped off. Yeah, and it was a legal hit. And yeah. They didn't flag yeah. That was against my... Those uh, officials are already punching their ticket to the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah. you know... It, we could discuss the impact. It's not an NFL offici- or, um, um, official sponsor affiliate. Yeah. I think that's the- only a matter of time. Yeah, I think it is too. Um, it's eight teams on a ten-game season, and it's, it's, be the- it's a comp- it's a compilation of uh, players that didn't get drafted, players oh. that didn't pan out in the NFL, like Zach Stacy and Trent Richardson and all them. And then it's also players that you know played maybe you know came out of college in the sixth round. Had two years in the NFL under their belt, but were hurt for them, and the team just didn't pick up their option, and nobody yeah. signed them, so they just drifted by the wayside. So I mean, you look at you know all the the talent in this, you know, and it's I don't think it's the Trent Richardsons, the the uh, Zach Mettenberg, Mettenbergers, whatever the the Trent Richards. Those are the, I don't think these are the guys that like they're the ones that are going to get the tickets sold initially, but those aren't the guys I think that the NFL is going to be looking at because they've already had their sample size given. Yeah, but. Yeah, well, and it's I, interesting you said that because even in this, it's only the first game. Won't played. be surprised if a kicker comes out of this first season. No, to sign with Novak. an NFL team, huh? Nick Novak, <laughs> the guy by the Chargers the guy from the Chargers, <laughs> Yin Sun Chu. 
Yeah, he's there. I know. Nick he's Novak for... was also a Charger, wasn't he? Yeah, yes, he was. <laughs> he played for Atlanta. It's it's going to turn into the G League of football, which I think is something that the league sorely needs. Well, it's not going to be like the G League or anything like that because it's not going to be they're, – they're not going to get it to the point ever where every team is going to have a farm system. Yeah, it won't be a developmental. It's going to be – It'll be developmental, but it'll be like a free agent. But it'll, it'll be like a bigger version of like what like, – because some players, some of these free agents that don't get drafted, you know, like the Philip Lindsay's. I mean, he went to college. He's a bad example, but yeah. a good example at the same time. There are players that come out that like went to college for three years, didn't even declare for the draft because they didn't think they would go anywhere. And then they went and they got a job doing something in Texas, for example, and they played in a prison football league. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then they just you catch someone's eye. It's all about who's yeah. in town at that moment in time. So I, I none of these guys that are gonna get signed out of this league are gonna be starters. Maybe eventually someone might work their way into a starter on a low depth chart rotation. I mean, you look at, you know, a team like Miami that doesn't have anything going, you know, they could Miami could sign a, a somebody who did well receiving yeah. wise, and by the end of the season, could very well be a starting receiver yeah. on that team. I think this will do wonders for developing things like tackles and linemen. Sure, and it, it's interesting. Some of the rules in this league are a little bit different. Like you can only blitz five guys. Yep. Um, There's going to be some stuff that the NFL, when they become affiliates, which they will, um, will start testing rules yep. in this league, and then they'll see. Oh, all right, this works. Let's and let's implement you. it. The thing I found interesting, we talked about it on the show, was having the referee in the in the sky. Yeah, that's going to be the biggest thing able that to they don't want to do: pass interference and make calls. That, it'll be interesting to see how it affects the game. You I, know, think the, I think the first thing that this is going to affect is playoff teams that become injury riddled, helping them not be as thin on the depth chart. Yes, because you're going to have players that have you know not played recently, but have played this year have been in live action against opponents that are trying, you know, not practice squads, not, you know, fun drills, you know, all that two-a-day stuff. It's it's going to be teams that played for something, players that played for something, got conditioning, and, you know, they're going to be on people's radars. And when you have a team next year, maybe like the Chiefs, if the Chiefs were to lose two offensive linemen with five games, you know, left in the season, not, they might not necessarily be as thin anymore because there's going to be all these different players that, have showcased they kind of have can play right now yeah, skills right they I won't like i said even at that point not starters but rotational players yeah i just wanted to jump back a second because i thought some stuff was intriguing about some of the rules how no extra points you go for yeah. two every time and there's no kickoffs that will eventually be faced into the nfl i think within the there's no kickoffs years. at all they started no. at 25 why is there kickers for field goals oh that's and I'll tell you what, Nick, we Solos and I watched highlights today, and uh, Novak was booting 43-49 is no problem. So I think it's only a, a matter of time before we see the extra point taken away in the NFL. Oh, so. yeah, absolutely. Just because it's more exciting to watch a team go for two. Not mm-hmm. not go for two, run a play. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's right. what it is. It's, it's, it's not the two points. I, I, I would have no doubt in my mind the NFL would take it. Take away the extra point and the two point conversion, and you have to run a play for an extra point. Because it's just, it doesn't matter how many points it's worth. It's just exciting to watch yeah. them run a play. It's exciting to right. watch. I mean, imagine, you know, oh, what would you rather see? Would you rather see this kicker line up to take a short field goal that should be a chip shot but isn't Double really doink. anymore? Or watch the Philly special? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, the, Mass. Um, one thing I think that's going to be interesting on it, um, part of the reason the NFL changed up the kickoff stuff like that is because of the data that they collected. Those plays are the plays where you get the most injuries out of, uh, right. on the old kickoffs. Well, it's the only uh, time that people are running full speed 
towards each other yes. at the same time. I think they're going to find that on um, these extra point things that they get, these are going to be the plays that people know what they're coming. They're going to be running plays that are specifically built for getting that extra point. Mm-hmm. You're going to find that there's going to be a lot more injuries on these plays than you do on your average play. I guarantee you. And one last rule I thought was pretty interesting. I don't know if it would ever be supplemented to the NFL. No onside kicks. You have to go for a fourth and 12. And if you convert it, you retain That's kind of cool. I like but that. But there was another, you had to be down by like 17 or something. Oh, it was I, a I crazy was, number. I wasn't familiar with that part. I thought it was just any time if you wanted to do onside. I remember reading, there was a part, you had to be down by a certain amount of points, which to me kind of ruins the idea Ruins it. it. Like if yeah, you're I, down, I if you're down 17 and you have to do that, like you're losing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, re- I didn't read that part. I didn't realize that. I'll have but, to double check. I could have sworn I saw it. But it's cool. They play two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. And I guess uh, Bleacher Report's going to cover some games. It's going to yeah. be covered. It, so. I mean, there, there are people to be, that are interested. In there seem to be a lot of interest behind it. So, I think the thing that helps them the most is that they're not looking at themselves as a competitor, but rather a supplement to it. The XFL was trying to... Vince McMahon. Yeah. Was trying <laughs> to be a competitor, trying to outdo it. Um, this is just trying to be like, hey... There's more football. Come look at us. <laughs> we know how to play football, too. <laughs> we, you know, in Texas, fans just go nuts for any type oh, yeah. of football. Yeah. Well, the thing, though, the thing with the Texas team, I was looking at the, the roster for the Texas team, and a lot of the players that are on the field for the Texas team are all college kids that played at various Texas schools yeah. that didn't get drafted or didn't make in the NFL. I mean, I think, I think it was something like 48% of their roster went to Texas schools, wow. a combination of Texas A&M, Houston, San Antonio, all kinds of schools down there, and people, you know, that's like that. That at that point, that becomes kind of the the reverse feel of going to a Rockcats game back in the day and watching somebody that got called up to go become play a twin. I mean, like I went to the the Rockcats games and saw um, what's his face there for the Twins, uh, Buxton. Was it Buxton? Yeah, center uh, fielder? Is that, is that uh, his name? Was it Byron? Byron, 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 yeah. Byron Buxton. I saw him play. Was it him that played at the Rockcats? There's somebody. Yeah, he was there, but there's a lot of big name guys, though. But he was one of them. Yeah, right. But I'm saying, but like you know, and you know, I'm not saying like Buxton's an all star by any means, or, or you know, best in the league at his position. But it's it's cool, and it's kind of like a reverse thing because people in Texas follow college football more than they follow professional football, and people who don't, people down there, like you, you either follow college in the NFL or you follow because they have a weird following of high school football. They have fantasy high school football down there, um, but like they just breathe football. Um, I found the rule. Yeah, the onside kick thing, within five minutes, you have to be down by seventeen or more. That's stupid. I, that that part the to rules me will get changed after a year. I think they're just trying to test stuff and see yeah. what happens. But it's just, like, if bizarre. you're down twenty-one, say you get it and score, now you can't do it. You lost. I. It just seems like a weird yeah. thing they threw well, in there. And I think, too. I mean, this was we've only seen one weekend so far. Yeah. But- the games that were close were still, I think, a two-score game. You know, some were blowouts. Hey, Christian so. Hackenberg, man. He <laughs> sucked. <laughs> He's bad. He got benched, and the guy he got benched for threw a pick on the very first play. <laughs> Was it Nathan Peterman? <laughs> <laughs> he would kill it. They didn't even play Zach Mattenberger. So yeah. now, I just thought of this in my head. Does this league have any interest in Kaepernick or Tebow? If Kaepernick... That's a that's a touchy situation. I think so. I, 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 think I don't see why they wouldn't. 
But, I mean, if Kaepernick goes and plays well, and plays like crap, then for whatever. N- for right now, it, the, there's there's two th- schools of thought on the Kaepernick thing for me for him going, and it's one the major pro is they have no affiliation to the NFL, so exactly. there's nothing keeping them from doing it. Right. But on the flip side of it is if Cap, you know, they're going to have to be one of those things. Like, do they? Is it going to hurt their? Because this, I think this. This unit as a whole, I don't know, you know, every person that's involved with it, but I think the unit as a whole would love to get affiliation with the NFL. Yeah, yeah. that would be huge because it would be guaranteed sponsorship, prime time scheduling, and on top of it, look how much success they had week one because there is no football. Yep, right. It's football. You know, it seems for some of us, it seems like the season lasts a long enough time, but in retrospect, it ends very quickly. It's yeah. only four months, and then four months, and then you have the postseason. Which is a month, whereas you know, like the NBA, you have it last six months, and then you still have a month of postseason. Yeah. Or baseball, you have it, you know, for I don't know seven years. Yeah. And then the postseason, <laughs> it's like the MLB is like basketball, where it's you know it's a six season, six year season followed by a four year postseason, but the fir- first season's already started. So, but the the flip side to it for me is is that's their eventual goal. I would feel like so if Kaepernick were to come in and Kaepernick were to play lights out. It'd be and a black eye. Continue to be league. blackballed by the NFL. Yeah. Now what? Now yeah. you, as a league, kind of in the NFL's eyes, are responsible for kind of reigniting because the, the Kaepernick flame's always there, and every once in a while it gets just enough puff of air to kind of catch up a little bit. But if he comes in there and plays, it's going to be like someone's fucking taking <coughs> a bellow to it at full speed. Yeah. And that's a seven dollar um, word. Just the, yes. My my opinion. I mean, if I'm the NFL, I would kind of you know put it in their ear. Hey. Have someone bring him in. Because you're not affiliated with this yet. Bring him in and just, if he plays well, like, someone would sign him. No, they wouldn't. He's completely blackballed. But but there would be a team like, P. Diddy's going to buy the Panthers. He would sign. <laughs> I like, think you're wrong about that. I think he just sucks. Yeah, I don't think he's being blackballed I don't either. think he's good, but I also think he's better than some of the quarterbacks right, that well, were signed. Well, but, so is Tebow. Hold on, hold on. Just okay. give me one second. All right. So, you guys, some of these quarterbacks are not as good, okay? Would you rather... Have a quarterback that causes issues. I and I understand that. issues who sucks. I understand. or a quarterback that doesn't that doesn't cause issues and sucks. It's a different version of Johnny Menzel. That's what it is. All right, for, we've talked about Kaepernick forever, forever. Johnny it's, it's Menzel's not in that league. <laughs> Could be. It's a great example. But that, that brings me to my question. He's in Canada, isn't he? And I think uh, I think Terrible. Riddler his seems to be the, the knowledge on this. Now I know there was a draft. Now, but is this the type of league that at any point someone could just sign like throughout the season, or is there like a cutoff? I'm not entirely sure. I haven't I looked into the the complete rules that that deep because the, the the thing is is it's only a ten week season, right? And I don't eight teams over ten weeks. They can't be buys. <laughs> no, so know. are there playoffs? Yeah, yeah. There's there's a playoff. I don't know. I would think there's got to be a buy in there somewhere. Maybe what just to call the championship I mean, trophy. I don't the AAF the <laughs> Hugh Jackson <laughs> Jackson Award. But it's interesting because I don't know anything about, like, the roster size. I, I heard – I was listening that they said there was a draft of some sort. Christian Hackenberg was the 15th quarterback taken in the draft. Wow. <laughs> he started. I wish I knew when this draft was happening. I would have submitted all of our game tape. Yeah. Well, you know, it's I think there is some sort of uh, thought process that even in the draft, they're like, hey, let's still go for the young guys over perhaps guys who have NFL experience. Because, I mean – a guy who sucked in the NFL and now he's been out of the NFL now for six years or whatever it is, you know. Hey, let's take a chance on this young guy and see How what happens. How old is Zach Stacy? I don't he's know. He's late twenties, probably late twenties. Really? 
because when my first my first or second he's year of fantasy, that's he he beat me in. But that, really that was like him. six years ago. Well, that's what I'm saying. So he's if about he, to be wow. 28. So if he was young, he was, yeah, he's probably a rookie how, or something. So I don't remember what what. How did he get out of the league so fast? I don't remember. Uh, the Rams drafted. The Jets. Wow. The Rams drafted Trent Richardson and told him get get fucked. No, they drafted Girlie, Trey Mason right. into the Trey into the Trey, line. I was gonna say when was Richardson? Well, I'm gonna no, give you this because yeah. Trevor Richardson was a Brown and a Colt. Well, let's get you in that uh, that microphone, mask. Hey, I remember Trent Richardson said his <laughs> career nice. is gonna end in Canton. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who that's right. Say? He's gonna say? be a Brown again. <laughs> he, he's gonna be sweeping that place. <laughs> Can we uh, very quick sidebar, like two minute sidebar? I'm curious as to the the thought process that went into uh, the Browns picking a punt. I really am, because with how good... What, what'd you risk? Nothing, but you got Chubb that's starting. Yeah, but you, Chubb's not a receiving dollars, back. A, a million, yeah, but, but it's a million dollars. Uh, is that all it was? It was a million dollars. Yes. Oh, all right, all right. And, and you got to figure, John Dorsey... he's probably not even going to play. Dorsey's the guy suspended. that drafted him. Dorsey, Dorsey's the guy that drafted him. But I'm saying, but he's probably not going to play. He's probably going to be out suspended because he's still on the commissioner's list. So he's probably going to be suspended for the year, and if he's suspended for the year, then you you now have signing rights to him after that year, and you don't have to pay him. You think he's out the whole season? Oh yeah, I do. I think he's I out the whole season, not because of the incident, but because that, because he lied to the organization and the NFL about yeah. it. It's a win-win, in my opinion. If he plays, good for the Browns. If he doesn't, whatever. All right, fair enough. Good two-minute sidebar. A cool way to make a million bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I um, ain't going to do anything this year. <laughs> we start a little bit late, so we're not rushing to the, the 9 o'clock break unless you know you guys want to, unless we really want Who to. Who cares about uh, breaks? We went three hours straight, bro. Let's yeah. do we're, it. We're going to stop you right there, Souls. <laughs> but, um, Riddler, I believe, Souls has a fantasy segment where Riddler prepares. Well, uh, it's so Souls has his own portion of the segment. But then you but have then one after, I'm also going to prepare a fan duel team every week. That's what I was just doing. Prepare a fan duel team, and then I'm gonna have them give a grade on it. All right. So you want to, well, souls do his, and then uh, yeah, yeah. And then well, whichever one you want to do. So you want you want to go over your segment first, or do you want me to read you off my team first and give it a grade? I'll go first. Souls is fantasy spotlight. I'm glad you knew it. Do 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 do. <laughs> so these guys are your all stars. I want to make that clear. I don't want to. You know, every week, every day, you're gonna play your James Harden. You're gonna play your Paul George. Those are given. I'm trying to go for the guys that are now. The winners. The like, guys that are going to win. Yeah. Like, so, I'll, I'll go from center to point guard. Um, he's going to cost you $8,000, but it's Miles Turner of the Indiana Pacers. Since Oladipo has been down, he's kind of been the guy that scored the ball for them. Um, he, he He's not a strong rebounder by any means, but he's going to get you those points on the FanDuel points on points. Like he's going to shoot. He shoots at a high percentage. He does... Like he blocks shots, but he won't get you the rebound set. That's why he's still on the cheaper end, because he's gonna get you thirty instead of forty-five. Um, then I have Jabari Parker. He's only gonna cost you thirty-nine hundred dollars. Since joining the Wizards, um, he's had back-to-back Fanduel nights of forty points. Um, I don't know if if it's because of like the talent that he's facing or whatnot, who's, but who's he's you say? Sorry, Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker. Like he's he's playing minutes. He's gonna do enough to score at least twenty points a game. He's gonna be worth the thirty nine hundred dollars paper. He's gonna be a cheap guy. Um, it's worth it to spend on even if he's the low point guy. Yeah, 
I don't if agree you, with. If you're a low point guy, that means everybody on your team scored at least 15 points. Probably. Yeah. I don't agree with the position here, but they have JJ Redick listed as a small forward. Um, he's gonna cost you fifty four hundred dollars. Sent the Tobias Harris trade. There only been two games, but he's had a thirty four point night, a twenty one point night. In my opinion, with 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 that trade, now they have four legitimate scores, four playmakers. That's gonna leave JJ Redick open. He's gonna be able to score more points, have more assists because all the other guys can finish. Kind of like what's just happening in Golden State with Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. He's not, get, he's not going to get you the defensive stats. Right. But he's going to score your points. He'll get he, assists. Yeah. Not not a bunch, but he'll get you some. He's going to be worth – he's going to stay at that 5,000 to 6,000 range all year. That's the type of player he is. He's a scorer, not really much of anything else. Um, then I got shooting guard. Karis LeVert just came off a gruesome injury. First game back last night, I think. He played 14 minutes. In those 14 minutes, he had five steals. I think like 12 points, six, like four rebounds. He had like a 30-point night in just 14 minutes. He's going to be back in the starting lineup. That's a given. He, he Like, they love him there. He, he's a defensive-minded player who can also score. He's going to get you those big points. Steals are worth, I think, about 1.7 points, so it adds up. And I'm sorry, who, who was this matchup? Karis LeVert. Yeah, who for last who? night? Yeah, I, yes, is what I meant. Uh, I'm no. sorry, I didn't mean to throw in the spot there. No, I didn't remember this. Wait, last <laughs> My bad. Shelter. Uh, they played the. Oh, I gotta find it. Ugh, I'm sorry, I, d- I derailed the Souls train there. My fault. Yeah, way to go, they played, producer. They played, they played the Bulls the last game, but it had nothing to do with that. He, he he was playing phenomenally before he got injured. Um, he's gonna. I think it's gonna help that Nets team achieve their goal. They're gonna make the playoffs, but he's just gonna be a bigger piece. Mm-hmm. And then point guard, who's gonna cost you roughly about seven thousand, but might keep going up. It's Dennis Smith Jr. Only scoring option on the Knicks. Um, oh, so what are you saying? The Knicks suck. That's what I thought you said. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to make sure we're on the same page here. He plays about 30 minutes a night since he's a Nick. It seems a lot more because he's always in the court. He's averaging 14.7 points a game, five assists, and about a steal a game. If you do the math, that's about 23 points, but he does more than that. Um, He had a 30-point night. He's just the only option for the Knicks and the only bright spot that they have looking forward. They have DeAndre Jordan, but DeAndre Jordan doesn't score. Right. They're going to look to – he's going to look to score like – DeAndre Jordan's going to get you 25 points off of defense and rebounds, and when he has a scoring night, if you have him, great. If you're going against him, sorry. <laughs> Souls, you can't get lost in your phone. Uh, that's all I got. Well, then you should have got to say that. <laughs> Just uh, – <laughs> uh, whatever. So that's uh, Souls' fantasy spotlight. Now, on the flip side, the Riddler prepares a lineup, and uh, Souls gives it a, a grade – yeah, so Souls, you ready? Yep. D-minus. So this is on FanDuel, because this is a sports gambling app that Souls and I use. Love it. Yep. Well, um, not money. sponsored. No, I was say, not a sponsor. Not yet. Mox done it once, won me 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. You won $50? Yep. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't getting it. <laughs> um, 
So this is my breakfast. my team for uh, this is for tomorrow because it's too late to submit a team. So tomorrow it looks like we've got uh, Boston at Philly, uh, Utah at Golden State, San Antonio at Memphis, and the Lakers at Atlanta. And it looks like those are the only games on the, the schedule for tomorrow. It's going to be a light week because the All Star Game is coming up this weekend, right? Yeah, Friday. Right. Um, so are we playing in it. My, this is my FanDuel team. I'd like to lead off. I have $800 left to spend, but I can't find a way to, to upgrade it without completely really shifting everything around. So take it for what it is. Because um, I feel like that should be part of the grade, how much money got left over, you know? Yeah. Because you don't have to spend it all. It's not a requirement. Right. So uh, at point guard, for 8800 I picked Ben Simmons okay. for all-encompassing stats, you know? So far, A+. Plus. Um, and then for 6200 at point guard, I picked uh, Rajon Rondo because Ball's not playing. Now they're playing Atlanta, but he gets a lot of assists. He's a, he's a physical guy. He gets rebounds. He gets steals. He plays a lot of minutes. Right. So I figured, you know. So uh, at shooting guard for sixty two hundred, I picked Evan Fournier. Um, oh, Orlando's playing New Orleans. Forgot about that one. I picked Evan Fournier for sixty two hundred. Um, and then at the other shooting guard position, I picked Demar Derozan against Memphis. Um, I could have picked Clay, but uh, I'm just I'm not really sure on that team who's going to be the guy. And they're pl- and, and they're not they're playing Utah, so it's not like they're not playing a bad team, but it's not like they're playing like the Rockets, where the Rockets are going to continuously like keep up with them and score. So, um, at the small forward position for fifty seven hundred dollars, I picked JJ Redick, and then on the flip side for fifty three hundred, I picked Gordon Hayward because Kyrie Irving's not playing tomorrow, so they're going to look for some scoring. Um, at the power forward for seventy two hundred, I picked Tobias Harris, and then for fifty four hundred, I picked Derek Favors. And then at the center position, I picked JaVel McGee for 6,300 against Atlanta. Um, I, I personally think that Embiid's going off in that game tomorrow. Right. But, like, that's... Embiid goes off pretty much any way he plays. Right, and that's it's also $5,000 more than yeah, I'm yeah. um, spending on JaVale McGee. You know, since Kyrie's not playing, Ben's not really going to have to worry about anybody really trying to guard him that much because they would usually play off of him. So Ben's going to have his assist. Um, unless he wants to shoot threes. Let him keep fucking trying. Fuck it. Uh, it's not tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Harris. Harris has already proven that he can be with the Sixers' needs, so I think that's a good pick. Redick, I already explained it. Javel McGee's tough. You don't know what kind of minutes he's going to play. Um, he's been playing a lot lately. But that's, that's the Lakers, though. They can go small at any moment. Listen. Well, his last three games spread was 27, 29, and 42. Okay. Um, if he plays the minutes, he's going to produce because that team misses a lot. Mm-hmm. So he's going to get a lot of points. Um. Born is off stuff. He's having a down year. Um, Still averaging 25 points a game, though. And then I picked DeRozan. Um, DeRozan's is always a solid pickup, especially against a weak-sided um, team. So, I could upgrade DeRozan for the 800 I have left. I could upgrade to get Butler, but that's kind of a gamble. And Donovan Mitchell. But Mitchell's playing Golden State. I would pick Mitchell because he's their big-time scoring now. They don't really have a lot of scores anymore. Um, another guy I would have considered um, getting was... Oh, fuck, I forget his name. Obviously, Drew Holiday is always a pick because 
You don't know what you're going to get out of Anthony Davis anymore for the rest of the year. Oh, if you wanted to have power forward, Ivan Rapp. Just so you know, though, that Holiday is $1,300 more than Donovan Mitchell. 13? Sorry, 12. Donovan Mitchell's 8,300, and Drew Holiday's 95. And who'd you say? Ivan Rapp. If you needed to, like, make a lower guy. Um, He's been the center since the Gasol trade rumors and everything. He's really put up a big stat line for them. Hey, what's Omar Sheikh go for? Nothing. Why? <laughs> does he think he, but do you think he'll have his dominant of a time against Powell and LaMarcus Aldridge? Against Powell, yeah. He's, he's just going to be the big rebound. He gets like 10, 12 rebounds a game and puts up like 10 points. Yeah. So what'd you, what's the grade? Uh, B. Flat B. Team submitted. My team tonight sucked. Yeah, my team's not good. Uh, it would be tough to remember. Mine too. If you guys come back next week, like, with how the team actually did to kick off the segment, like, uh, well, hey, I made $20, or, yeah, they, they did off. So, <laughs> you owe me 20 bucks. <laughs> That'd be interesting. But you, much, you gotta remember, you know, it's just, if you play every day. Buy-in? It's, it's an every night thing, from, so it's tough. There's, That's right. Mean. Mean. There's some free, there's free competitions, there's $1,000 entries. Souls not usually do anything from two to five. Souls does $5,000. What's, well, what's the most you've ever won if you do a $5 bet? You can win 125. Right. If you do, but there's different pools you can do. So you can right. do, you can do where you're one out of 100 people. You can do ones where you're one out of 10. The less people, the less the winnings. So like a two dollar league, you can do one out of 10. But if you do, if you win first prize, you get 10 bucks. Yeah. So I mean, you win eight more dollars, but just more so for right. the fun. So if you're point. just if you're doing it for the fun of it, and you don't want to like you know you, your reward versus risk doesn't have to be that high. I mean, it's fine, but if you play, you know, in a two dollar yeah. league for a hundred people, and then you spend eleven hundred dollars on like you know Carl Anthony Towns, and you get your six points by halftime, you know, you just want to strangle somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is too, like for both these guys, for Souls and Riddler, like you play in these smaller pots or whatever, and you could still win. You know, you well, still win. Still I don't win. know if he does it. But I only play in a hundred people league, so I like there's only twelve people can win. Because if I do the big money league, I'm just gonna get frustrated. I'm not winning two bucks. Well, you know, I mean, p- perhaps every once in a while, you know, you mix it up, but. <laughs> no, not no from Souls. <laughs> Souls disapproves. But lately, though, once a bit, once you get down low to money, I usually win like twenty bucks, so I have more money to keep going. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a little early, right? We started a little late, but oh, we're break. So we got a, a big hour coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is exciting. Machine, Baron, Rita, please make sure you fill out your sheets. Oh, I got mine filled out. Okay, good. Well, I, out. I, I need a pen as well. But um, got you going. All right, hold on. Just throw like thirteen pens at him. Oh god. <laughs> I'll get it later. Break when we come yep. back. We have a, a kind of a game segment to, to go about for everybody to co- compete in, except for myself. Um, and uh, then we got some fun stuff to get to in the third hour. Kinda Ooh, Mike Hatfield checking in. What up, Mikey? Kind of <laughs> just in time for uh, break. More fun hour. Um. So, yeah, we'll be back in five minutes. Hatfield, stay with us. Bye. And now, back to getting sports with Drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. Welcome back to getting sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by drunks, blushes, alcoholics, assholes, all of them. Yeah. And cranberries. 
What's and, cranberries? And cranberries as well. Especially me. I'm a cranberry. But only only sauced out of a can. Sauce. Cranberry sauce out of a can is superior to regular It's cranberry. so good. It's all bad. No, it's not. <laughs> it's all bad. The, the sauce out of the can is fantastic. Mm-hmm. God, you just like the richest. <laughs> like, they make sure they have it on Thanksgiving, Jeff for Kyle. Yeah, cause you don't eat any other vegetable all year. Not a vegetable. <laughs> <I know>. Ooh. <laughs> You got private stock. I know it's not a vegetable. But you got private stock. I'm making the point that he doesn't eat them. I eat broccoli. I eat corn. He ate broccoli today. And sun-dried tomatoes. Whoa. Fucking hate sun-dried tomatoes. (laughs) Expanding your horizon. (laughs) I hate tomatoes in general. But you ate one. No, I took it away from it. I was eating everything but that. You like mayo, though. Fuck that. You love mayo. Mayo and and diet sun-kissed orange. First of all, that's not Walker's favorite things. Not anymore. I don't know what her deal was with that. For like six years, it was a long time. Pure diet sun-kissed orange. Now nah, Kyle, Kyle's a diet, or uh, Sierra Miss Zero. Diet Mountain Dew. First of all, fuck anybody that said this tastes the same, but it doesn't. Bought it by accident. <laughs> I, worst fucking thing. I bought it by accident, too. It's pretty terrible. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Shout out to Aunt Diet Walker. Mountain Dew. Wow. It's fucking trash. It's like, hey, here's Mountain Dew we boiled down to sewage water. <laughs> Like, like, you think it's like, oh, cool, I got Mountain Dew in my hand. And you're like, yeah, fuck, it's, it's diet. All right, let's see how it goes. Fucking terrible. It is by far the worst of the diet sodas. I don't know, Diet Coke's up there, too. Riddler, what do you got for us? Diet Coke is better. Sorry, I'm uh, sorry. Because this rant will go on for a while. <laughs> what do you got for us? Well, let's do it. Soda rant. All right. All right, everyone around the horn, top 70 worst sodas all time, starting with Kyle. Top 70 worst? Well, anything diet, so that's like 52. It's a good round number. I like that. It's like 50. And nobody called him on it. We were ready to just go with it. Mug root beer? Fucking terrible. What? Mug root beer? Why, pal? Because Bark's is way superior to Bark. What about A1? I don't know. That blue shit that we had at Snakes way back today? A1? Like the steak sauce? Yeah, exactly. Did you mean Um, A&W? No, I meant A1. No. What? (laughs) What Is Peter coming home while we record? I don't know. I'm in the driveway. I think both are in the driver, right? Well, yeah, well, we'll work it out. I don't know. Twister's pretty tight. All right, so we're going to do a around-the-horn type segment. Oh, so we're not. No, Kyle, we're not doing this. <laughs> uh, Around-the-horn is trademarked. Not, not our show, but we're doing that style. Okay. We're doing that style. So I'm going to award points. Is Wait. this around the bell now because you have the bell? No. I tell you, this is a throwback because we did this once before. In the kitchen. Long time ba- ago. We got a lot of criticism from I my I fucking lost it, by the way. They shouldn't. We won't be doing that this time. <laughs> Instead, every time someone says something I like, I'm just going to go. <laughs> it was funny because at the time we thought it was fun as we we're doing it. And then we listen back and every time we share, point, point, point. <laughs> well, today we've never done something good. <laughs> so I'm going to do a little remix on it. You know? <laughs> so we're going to learn the horn type segment. And that is because we had some stuff to topic discuss today, including... NBA trade deadline just Yarp. passed, and there were some big deals made. Yarp. Um, the NHL's trade deadline's coming up, Yarp. and there's some hot names on the market. Um, MLB, there was a couple transactions that were made, and Yarp. still some question marks in the league. Um, and then uh, I might throw in a couple curveballs. I don't like curveballs. Side pieces? A little hanger? No. My kid's my hanger. You can't hit these curveballs. <laughs> my kid's my hanger's out at the ding dong. I'm part. actually going to throw the four finger splitter. Gotta have really big hands for that. Are you farting? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I've never beat somebody to the punch before. 
just trying to work it out there. I've never beat someone with a, with a fart punch before. I like that. I've also made a call to the bullpen. Straight eye contact with Kendall the whole time. Yeah. And uh, Riddler, we had, we had our very first... Uh, Drain pour. Yeah. But we'll save it for the review. Yeah. How's that one? Well, this might, is, might be two. This is a historic <laughs> moment. So that guy fucked you over hard. He bent me over that counter. What is that? And slid his entire phallus. Yes, who, who's the reliever coming in? That's about to get shelled. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. I gotta give it a couple more shelled. chases. Evil twin, some people are immune to good banana stout. So well, it's a banana stout. I have a question. I mean, did it you stinks. need something to clear the palate? <coughs> ah. Like, do you think that that... No, that that's the mask. <laughs> and yeah. blonde. I'd, I would literally rather drink anybody's semen at this table <laughs> than drink that than this one. Yeah, that's weird. Would you rather gross. drink Rebecca's semen? Yeah. yeah. yeah that's weird. Yeah. Sorry, Dave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just so she doesn't have semen, so that's why I said yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So now, before we get into it, I'm going to start a, little, a couple housekeeping rules. Um, I'm going to keep a, a lot of time. Um, I figure we'll do. We're going to start off by doing 90 seconds per topic, so that people have a chance to chime in and out. Um, if, if we get crunched for time, I will. The Red Baron will let me know, and we'll drop it to a minute. Um, I will keep points and deduct points secretly on this piece of paper. Do we need a gong? We got a. No, I mean a gong. A gong. Yeah, we got a T Rex here. What? The announcement? She's in this right now. Oh, no, I'm not doing that on the air. We might all just. The listeners in Tulsa don't care. Yeah. Or we have listeners in Tulsa? New Zealand, actually. We get a lot um, of people from New Zealand. Shout out to our New Zealanders. Mm. Yep, Lord of the Rings fans. Um, so, but anyway. And then, uh, I'm going to keep the 90 seconds. We, we weren't able to get any sort of clock method. So I'm going to keep the 90 seconds on my phone. So I'm just going to kind of raise a hand at 30 seconds left. If you want, I can try to pull up something. Nah, that's all right. I'm just going to yeah. raise a hand at 30 right, seconds fine. left. I just picture the whole studio going up in flames <laughs> if you're trying to do something like that. One clock. Just get all down. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Yeah, so do you guys prefer to go down the list? Now, you guys are all given the topics that are going to kind of be discussed so that you can do homework to be properly prepared you, for You discussions. do what's most important. I don't do you want me to, you want me to bounce right. around sports? Or do you want me to stick, like, sport do, by sport? Do as you want. Damn, dude. Bounce around sports. <laughs> like, Cook I, it with fire. I don't know what the hell that smell is, but it's not far. <laughs> Cooking with fire is known as the art of flambois. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> This is payback for many years of dealing with souls. That's a $50 fan duel part right there. <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny. Actually, I'm getting some of that down here. I'm Hair little, is cringing off my stash. I'm a little jealous, actually. <laughs> All right. It's just so, kind of sitting. <laughs> you guys ready? I'm yeah. ready. Kind of. All right. Don't, don't be pessimistic, Mass. You're going to lose. Just accept it. Yeah. Hava. Mass, I'll throw the game for you. Thanks. <laughs> I was just, Kendall usually loses these <laughs> games anyway, so... All right, and we are ready to go. All right, so, gentlemen, with the NBA trade deadline passing this last Thursday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, Thursday, whatever, there were some big deals made, primarily in the East, but there was a lot of movement, a lot of movement, Um, so we're going to start off with arguably (coughs) the biggest trade, which was... The Philadelphia 76ers, they were able to get Tobias Harris. Now, I'm not going to highlight the whole trade, but they got Tobias Harris and Boban Mar- Marjanovic 
for Muscala, Chandler, and two first rounders. Who won this trade? All right, uh, Riveting Radio. All right, so the Sixers won the trade. Um, partially because Mike Muscala went dealt right after. Um, the two first round picks that the Clippers got are going to be high first round picks, unless the Heat really start to tank. Um, but the Sixers got a playmaking power forward, small forward who could create his own shot, which they desperately needed. Um, they got a backup center who can actually rebound. Mike Muscala couldn't. So they got two guys right there that are already going to benefit the team roster now. And they're, and Tobias Harris already said that he wants to stick long-term with the Sixers. Anybody have anything to add? I think the Sixers won the trade. I mean, they brought in guys that are going to help them make their way through the East. They're I mean, only six and a half games back right now, and they're going to make a strong push to get that first place. Plus, Tobias is a cool name. Yes. What name am I getting from? There's a, a lot more to what the, like, the Sixers have done. We haven't kind of realized or posed any more questions, but the, the Sixers have kind of positioned themselves in a way that it's a, it's, it's a win now yeah. time. Yes. So now they're kind of emptying certain luggage. Uh, we, we, I'm not going to you know give away all my hand now. You know, but, a- after the trade happened, me and Kyle were talking, and, and we had some similar conversation of, like, who won. And uh, I said, if I know the NBA player's name, that means you're good. And I knew the players going to Philly. <laughs> I forgot to announce the bell. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a nice, it's a nice addition. Yeah. All right. Uh, real quick, um, it's going to be five seconds per person. So I'd like you to go around the horn on this one, okay? Ready? And you will just—it's going to be a point or a minus point. That's it. There's no, <laughs> no point. Okay. You guys ready for this? No. Does the friendship of Tobias Harris and Boban, having played for three consecutive teams together as a unit, Help or hurt the team chemistry of the 76ers? Help. 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 Okay. Can I just explain why? Yeah, I was hoping you would. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> you had five Chem- seconds, and you guys so, are... Chemistry is everything Help in the NBA. takes a lot less than five so, seconds. The thing is, Boban, a fantastic guy. Taking pictures with babies and everything. And him and Tobias are like the greatest of friends, and they're just great. Anybody else have anything to add? I do. In the NBA, chemistry is everything. Having played on three teams together speaks volumes to the success and will be beneficial moving forward. Uh, Having team chemistry, like Reed said, uh, does make a difference. That's how you get the rest of the team to buy in and actually start playing towards the championship. I think just having Tobias Harris a little more comfortable coming into a brand new team is going to help him acclimate. You guys all have better answers than me. Well, Kyle, we're the real Sixers fans here. <laughs> Very true. I'm able to admit that. <laughs> Jamar. But Boba, <laughs> but Boba had a pretty sick fucking picture with a seven-month-old baby. And I was like... Is it cooler than Boban riding a quad through the corporate stadium? And also... No. That happened. <laughs> yeah. And it was also, Boban was on a normal quad. He's 7'2". He's That's awesome. And it was also... When he got traded, Boban tweeted a picture or tweeted something about... How being traded from Bel Air to Philly with the French Prince of Bel Air going a rewind. Yeah. Riddler, right. can I have your microphone on the interior just a little bit more? That's perfect. Is that better to go fuck yourself That's with? That's perfect. Thank yeah. you. That's now funny as hell. I can't read my notebook. So I'm, I'm sorry. Headphones and first. Um, All right. So, a, another move by uh, neither by two teams not making a championship push this season. Um, but I would like to get your guys' take on it nonetheless. 
So we had the Chicago Bulls trade Bobby Portis and Jabari Parker and a second round pick to the Washington Wizards for a hefty Otto Porter contract. Who is the winner in this trade? Anybody, just someone go. Alright, so my opinion, I still think the Bulls win this trade. Um, the reason is because they got a very valuable small forward and an auto porter who can shoot the three, who can defend. They gave up two guys who are on expiring deals, uh, who both can easily leave the Wizards. So now, if they both decide to leave, they're just stuck with the second round pick from the trade. I get the Wizards are trying just dump salary cap, but they're still in a pretty bad low with Wall and Beal anyways. And I think Porter would have helped them more now than those two would have. I'm going to disagree with Souls, but for kind of uh, similar reasons. Uh, I think the trade is just kind of equalizing factors. You know, Porter with the, the bigger deal as well as the two expiring deals um, from – got their names yeah, listed yeah, here. Yeah. Um, so I think both teams in positions of, of really not going anywhere. Uh, I think, you know, the Bulls, they got, they got a better player than they had, uh, but it's not really a beneficiary. They just dumped contracts. I would agree with uh, Red Baron. Uh, the Wizards definitely won this trade, in my opinion. Uh, getting rid of the massive contract for somebody that was primarily coming off the bench this season uh, is a good way, especially when you're switching for somebody like Jabari Parker that can come in as a rotational player. He can start, get off the bench, uh, make his own shots. You know, uh, Doesn't have to rely on um, somebody to get open for him. Um, He's got to cut you off because Moxie, you got anything to add? Well, I'm once again going to reference the rule I mentioned before. Um, if I know the NBA player's name, he's got to be good. And I've known Otto Porter Jr. Um, but no, um, I think the Bulls won the trade. Same thing, similar to Kyle said. I mean, two guys that probably weren't going to resign, they got rid of. And just a quick side note, if I can. No so points will be awarded. That's no, fine. So the Wizards are only two games behind the eighth seed. So I think if they do make the playoffs, it's just going to hurt them more. And I think those two guys are going to kind of jumpstart them. So it's going to hurt them. I just want you guys to know, I don't want to be a spoiler. I gave Chris a point because I don't know, like, did Otto Porter, is Otto Porter coming off the bench, Kyle, most no, of the season? That's what I figured. But Mass did a real good Sold job it. bullshitting some, like, NBA knowledge for somebody that, like, was like, do they call traveling in the NBA, like, three days ago? <laughs> so, Art of the cell. <laughs> he was saying it. I happened to look over and Kyle's just like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one, I'm gonna. So I'm gonna start assigning people to start with. Yeah. And then we're gonna go in a in a clockwork clock clockwork clockwise clockwise rotations. Clockwork. I like that better. Clockwork. Trademark. We're going in a clockwork orange, starting with the orange. Um. So another uh, set of trades we saw, not any one specific trade, but the Houston Rockets dumped a lot of salary and brought in Amon Shumpert. In a three-team trade, um, they and then over other trades dumped a lot of, of salary. Is this a move, a series of moves that hurts the Rockets pushing towards the playoffs, or helps them? I think it helps them. They bring in a player that fits exactly what the team is all about. You know, they shoot threes. You know, they, the defense is kind of you know in between to be seen. Uh, but the Rockets are a team that they're they're right in the thick of it in the West. Uh, and they just bolster the style of play that they're used to. So it helps them in a sense of, I'm not sure if it does bring a little bit of defense aspect. Um, he 
he doesn't shoot fairly well. The the big part of it was just dumping the Brandon Knight contract, which was big for them. But in all in all, honestly, the 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 one that won the trade was the Kings, who got Alec Burks, who who played phenomenally for the freaking Cavaliers after he got traded from the Jazz. So I believe like it, for the Rockets, it it hurt it helped them, but hurt them at the same time. If that makes any sense. I think it helps the Rockets, but to me, the Rockets are a team that's not going to win anything anyway. They have personnel to do it, but I, I just don't think they'll ever get over that hump. Um, they dumped the salary. To me, anytime I see something like that, that's a next year type move. Um, but I think it's going to help the Rockets in the now also. I think it's going to help the Rockets, but very minimally. Um, but like uh, like Mox said, dumping the contract is something that you're pushing off to next year, and that's going to be something that uh, I think will end up, you know, hey, let's try harder next year to be able to take this to the next the, step. The thing was is that Brandon Knight didn't play for them. So, like, they were they were just trying to dump the $17 million cap that they had. Mm-hmm. So, like, whoever they got, it doesn't matter. You think that, you think all the salary dump leads to more salary dump in the offseason to try to sign one of these all-stars becoming a free agent? They still way over the cap. Um, cause they, they got rid of Anderson, they got rid of Knight, but you're still paying all these guys tons of stupid money. Chris Paul, Jim Harden, Capella. Capella. There's not enough room to sign everybody. Hey, I'll play real cheap for them if they just call. I'll go below the league minimum. Two dollars. We're going to reverse back to the uh, the first first team mentioned in this, starting off with Souls. Um, The Philadelphia 76ers finally answer the question that's been asked of them for five straight months. What's Markel Fultz's future with the team? The answer... (laughs) He's traded. Not on the team. He's tr- he was traded for a first-round pick and Jonathan Simmons to the Orlando Magic. Do you think – we'll do a kind of a two-parter thing, so you know, don't dwell on any one thing. Who won the trade? Do you think this new scenery does wonders for faults? Take away faults. Um, I'll start with the scenery question. I think it does mark out faults better because he's not working with a full set of all-stars. Um, on the other aspect of it, I think the Sixers want to trade just because they got a first-round pick and a second-round pick for him, and Jonathan Simmons. So they got a win-now guy and a future help. Fultz was never going to fit. If he can't, if he can never find his jumper again, he's never going to help the Sixers. Never was going to. So like with him being able to just be him at the point guard in Orlando, it helps them as well. So it was a win-win for both teams. The Magic, you know, got it. They fought because they could. Like they don't need. If he sucks, whatever. With the worst that happens, they're going to suck anyways. I think the Sixers won the trade. Um, again, they, they get the picks back for them. Um, the change of scenery, I think, is going to be good for Fultz. That that matchup just didn't seem good from the start. I mean, he was hurt, then there was, like, lawyers involved. It, it just wasn't a pretty scenario. So he's gone. He can start fresh. But I think the Sixers win the trade. I think the Sixers win the trade. Uh, definitely coming back to being able to pick up a first and a second round pick uh, for that trade. Uh, change your scenery definitely helps. Uh, you get guys in different sports that ha- can't handle limelight. Uh, players in New York can't handle the big markets and stuff like that. Playing on a team with a bunch of all-stars like that definitely can give off the long impression to somebody like that. So getting a fresh start somewhere will give them a chance to resurrect it. Reed, anything to add? You know, I, I, I hate to reiterate everyone's saying I agree with what they're saying. I guess no, a, a, a different point I would make <laughs> is that no, I, I Fultz is kind of the redhead I don't know if you've ever seen ESPN, but they never talk past the bell. 
I know, but I get a chance to speak. They always talk past development. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Fultz was the redhead stepchild. Actually, I'm not a stepchild. Uh, but he could be. Could be. Uh, yet to be seen. But um, he wasn't. He, he was the forgotten man. It wasn't going to work. That's it. I wouldn't say forgotten. But. Forgotten. Real quick, just a side note for this. Um, the Orlando Magic picks that the Sixers got, are those both Orlando Magic-owned picks? Yes. Okay. Right. So let's move that mic just a little bit over. A little bit more. <laughs> Bingo. All right. Moving on to one of the premier market teams in terms of population, the Los Angeles Lakers. They managed to add Reggie Bullock and Muscala this in the trade deadline uh, portion of the season, not able to acquire Anthony Davis. In fact, no team was. Anthony Davis still a Pelican. So, yeah. <laughs> my question to you. The Lakers currently sitting outside of the playoff picture. Do they have any chance? Not any chance. Shouldn't word it that way. Do the Lakers finish the season as a top eight team in the West? I, I think that they do. Um, I mean, the, the fallback on it is that they have LeBron James. I mean, that guy, he always seems to find a way. Um, I think they make the playoffs. I don't think they do anything in the playoffs, but I think he finishes at the eighth seed, and the team will build going into next season. I'm going to go with the opposite, and I don't think that they finish as a top-eight team in this league uh, or in the in the West. Um, you got LeBron, and, I mean, you know, you got Ball and everything like that, but shit that they tried to trade for Davis is, you know, we don't care about you guys. We want to get Davis. You guys are secondary to us. That kind of stuff is going to be the stuff that tears the team apart and causes them to miss the playoffs. There's a certain aura about LeBron James that success seems to follow him no matter the situation. I think we see him in exactly the eighth seed. Uh, I think, you know, uh, speaking with someone, uh, he benefits with with, uh, outside shooters a lot. And I think uh, that will really, with this addition, really benefit him. And he'll find himself in, thank you, Souls. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, they will find the eighth seed. Well, the Lakers will not make the playoffs. The reason is because they don't have the three-point shooting that LeBron needs in order to make the playoffs. Just watching the Sixer game last night, yesterday, Kyle Kuzma and Brandon Ingram were open a bunch of times, kept missing. Reggie Bulk is a 43% three-point shooter, which is good, but not good enough because he's not he doesn't shoot them at a high level. They also have a very big schedule coming up. If you play the Western Conference, you're going to face the big teams. I'm cool with talking past the bell, but I just want to be known. You say whatever you want after the bell. No points are awarded once the bell's rung. But I'm cool with, the, you know, I mean, you, you don't see the clock like I do. That's why I was kind of hoping we could get a clock, but it was short notice. Um, so, with that being said, I kind of like the sticking with the NBA thing. It keeps the, the mind flowing. All right. So, we talked a lot about the 76ers. Kind of sick about it. There's other big dogs, though, in the East. Other big dogs that made big pushes. So, Mass, I want you to start it off. Christ. The Raptors added Marcus Saul in exchange for Valanchunas, DeLon Wright, CJ Miles, and a second round pick. Did the Raptors give away too much for an aging center? Yes, I think they did, but I, I think that it was worth the rental. I think Marcus Gasol is going to give them enough uh, added, uh, 
help on the team to be able to make a very deep run into the playoffs. Okay. Kendall? Kendall? My apologies. <laughs> deep run in the playoffs. Who are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'll take a minus point. No, I'm just gonna go to go to go to Kyle. We'll come back to you at the end. See if you can pick up the, what we're talking about. Okay. So Marcus Zoll is anything but a rental because he has a twenty plus million dollar player option for next year. Um, I don't think I think the trade went pretty even. They gave up a center for a center. He gave up two role players. CJ Miles is very lost in their depth chart. Delon Wright plays about 15, 20 minutes a game, if that. But that was fixed today by the Jeremy Lin signing. Um Insanity. Marcus Saul came off the bench last night, so it doesn't really affect their chemistry in the starting five. Um, he's going to play probably about 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes a game because he is older. Um, he provides the scoring off the bench for them. I think it was an even trade for both teams. I didn't think the, the Grizzlies didn't want that player option because he knew he, they were gonna, he was going to accept it. So they got a guy that is kind of like him without the shooting. And two players that come off the bench and are going to provide depth if they decide to keep him. But they probably won't keep CJ Miles, but they'll definitely keep the line right. I agree. I mean, they gave away guys that weren't really doing much for them. And the Raptors, we've seen the last few years, I mean, they always came, kind of come out of the East as like a powerhouse team and can't get anything done. So it's kind of time to shake it up, bring in a big name, try and make that push. I'd like to add, I think they slightly overpaid, and the only reason to say this, I would have liked the Raptors to have kept DeLon Wright and gave away another second-round pick instead. Can I say one sentence for a change of point? point for it. Please? No point for <laughs> reward. I was writing my review. It's important. Yeah, but you could have done during the break. One sentence yeah, for, for a point. No. What do you got? The Raptors are in second place. This aids them immensely. In their style of play. One point. Thank you. Move on. <laughs> okay. Um, you ready for this question? Because you're starting it off. All right. All right. The other big dog in the East is the current best team in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks, led by Antler Combo. Yeah. They go out and they get Nikola Mirotic from the New Orleans Pelicans. For Jason Smith, Stanley Johnson, and four second-round picks. My question to you. I don't think, this is my own personal opinion, that Nikola Mirotic is worth that package. Did the Bucks need his style of play enough to give away that many picks and those two players? Kendall, take it off. I think so, and I think when you when you bring it down to brass tacks, you see uh, second rounders, and especially in the NBA, it's kind of like, you know, if you get something out of that, you know, fantastic. If not, it's whatever. It's just yeah. it's something kind of just throw in. Uh, so I think it, it it was worth it. It's it's a big deal. It's a big. There's a lot of moving parts, uh, but I think it's worth it. And you know, you, you roll the dice, and sometimes it pays off. Um, to me, I don't think. All the second-round picks were from the Bucks, because the Pelicans were also a part of the trade. Um, Pel- Stanley Johnson went to the Pelicans, um, and Son Maker went to the Pistons. Um, 
But that wasn't a three-team trade for Nico, no, was it? No, it was. It, oh, it was a three-team. It, okay. it ended up being a three-team trade. Like, they had it in deal, and they worked that in. Okay. Okay, so Nico Amiritic, I think, to me, if it wasn't all four Bucks picks, it was a great trade for them. You had more shooting for Giannis. You had more spacing. Tiana can do his thing. You know, you got Pelican picked up Stanley Johnson, whatever. That's pretty much all that is. Um, I think it's a big pickup for them. You know, you already got a three-point shooter with Brogdon and Middleton. Now you add Miritic. You got a good four. You got a good five around Giannis. I think that the Bucks um, did what was needed to bring another, I guess, big-ish name player in. Um, the Bucks are red hot this season. I, to me, they're already looking into the playoffs and looking at teams in the West and looking at matchups. Um, the Pelicans are in a, the beginnings of a rebuild. Um, so, I mean, like Kendall said, the second-round picks in the NBA are kind of dart throws, but picks are picks. So, I agree with what Mock said. I think they're really looking into the playoffs right now. Um, you know, you bring uh, Meredith into a team that has uh, Middleton and Antler combo already. Um, you know, uh, Meredith's been dealing with uh, calf injury all season, but with such a strong team that they have, they have no objections with letting him rest a little bit, get it ready for the playoffs. I got two more NBA questions. Fuck the Wayne Ellington questions. Oh, I was so <laughs> so ready. All right, so as you lead it off, Wayne Ellington signs with the Pistons. What is the, what does this mean for for the Pistons the rest of this year? Well, right now the Pistons are at the eighth seed at twenty five and twenty nine. So the Suns bought out Wayne Ellington. I think that's a huge pickup for the Pistons. They traded away Stanley Johnson. And they got a better score for him, basically without trading. Um, because what Wayne Ellington can still play defense, and still make and, and shoots at a higher level, much higher level than Stanley Johnson. So I think it's a huge pickup for them. I think it's very underwhelming that. Love that. Um, I will be truthfully honest. I didn't do research into Wayne, so um, I don't really have a good answer for you. You got a bullshit. Automatically puts him in a minimum of the eighth seed. Hold on. Is that uh? That's what you have to say. Is that private stock? <laughs> no, it's not I, private stock, but they have a decent team. What I'm saying is that so a team, a so team, team make the playoffs. So a team, yeah, make the playoffs a now. team that is on the fringe is now solidified himself with this addition. Solidified. Solidified is my point. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Um, Mark was supposed to start this one off, but he will step off the table for a second. Hopefully, he's back by the end of it because this is a big one. Um, two more questions for the NBA, and then we got to move on. So the the big trade that happened before the trade deadline that kind of kicked all this stuff off not you know not necessarily kicked it off like sparked it, but the first big trade we saw was the New York Knicks and the Dallas Mavericks. The Knicks dealt Porzingis, Courtney Lee, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Burke. For Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre Jordan, Wesley Matthews, and two first-round picks. Do you think, part one, that the Dallas Mavericks overpaid for a player that... Because the real, the real trade in this is Smith for Porzingis. I think that's fair to say. The rest of DeAndre Jordan, you know, I understand that these are all impactful players. Courtney Lee is, is a very serviceable, hard-away role player. 
Jordan, you know, expensive role player that gets eats a lot of minutes and does a lot of good things. Russell Matthews has a three-point shot, blah, blah, blah. But the big thing here is Dennis Smith Jr. for Porzingis. Do you think that for Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre Jordan, Russell Matthews, and two first-round picks, that the Mavericks overpaid for a so far injury-ridden player? And on the flip side of it, do you think that a big contract like DeAndre Jordan's is going to hurt the Knicks in the future in this rebuild that they're in, causing them to keep him around, if that makes sense? Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for the most part, I think. Okay. So, Matt, leave it off. All right, so I do think that Dallas overpaid uh, a bit in uh, getting this trade going. Um, like you said, very injury riddled. I really think they're trying to make a splash and pray that something happens, like the miracle of the season where he suddenly becomes healthy and leads them deep into the playoffs. Um, I do think. What are you laughing at? You looking at Souls for like reassurance? <laughs> well, no, you looked at him. Yeah, I um, always look at Souls. He's handsome. I do think that the big contract. I don't know that the big contract necessarily hurts the Knicks. Um, I really. Don't know that many of the big names like Irving are going to try and come to the Knicks because they're going to be, you know, stuck in the bottom of the barrel for a few years. They really are, even if they being in some of the oh, big they're, names. They're deep in the barrel. <laughs> yeah, so bringing in those big names isn't going to do jack shit for them for a few years, and these guys that they're trying to lure aren't going to be there when the team is supposed to get good. To me? Yeah. Uh, Mass brings some good points about Porzingis being uh, injury uh, riddled. Uh, as, as far as the the Mavericks go, uh, I think that it's, it's equalizing. Uh, no guarantee that Porzingis will be injured forever. However, that seems to be a trend for a lot of players. Um, so I think it's, 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 it's fairly even. What I will say is that Knicks benefit in a sort of a way for filling, filling crowd people in – MSG because of DeAndre Jordan, uh, which is a, is a factor. It is important. Uh, moving forward, it won't be a guarantee that they'll be good, but it's important. So, the Dallas Mavericks did not overpay. Uh, my opinion is that, one, DeAndre Jordan has only a half a year left in New York. They will probably not re-sign him. Um, he will probably go else. He wants to go back to L.A., so I can see him going back to the Clippers. But regardless, the Knicks now have two max deal they can hand out, which could be either Kyrie or Kevin Durant. Instantly makes him a top of the line dog team. Anybody anybody will go to New York just because it's New York. That's right. Um, the Mavericks are not looking for now. The Mavericks are looking for the future. So they're looking for when the whole Golden State Warriors thing is finally over with. They're the next dog to eat. They're looking for hey we got Doncic and we got Porzingis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They want to be, they want to be there for the next top of the line. And if they can add another piece, could they got rid of Harrison Barnes's contract? I'll tell you what, Souls needs to win this entire game for one nope, saying. Nope, stop it! <laughs> stop it! Yeah, no, stop dog it. At the end. All right. So real quick, last. Uh, this is an off the cuff question. Um, so currently, right now, I believe the NBA standings are. Uh, for the East is the Bucks at the one seed, the um, Raptors at the two seed, and the Sixers at the three. 
Yes. No, who's at the three? No? Pacers are still at the three. Pacers are still at the three. Uh, Sixers at the four. Celtics at the five. Now, I think it's fair to say that no matter how hard the Pacers try without Oladipo, they're not going to be able to hold the three seed down. So, with that being said, I think it's fair to say the top three predicted teams going into the NBA final or NBA playoffs are going to be Milwaukee, Toronto, and Philadelphia. Is there what's the percentage chance that the Boston Celtics finish top three in the East? And do you think it matters where they finish in terms of making an NBA Finals push? If that makes sense, I would like Souls to lead this off, please. I go. They go at a. There's a 65 percent chance of making the top three seed. Um, I just feel like their roster is too loaded for them not to. They've had struggles, but I think after the offseason break, they're really going to start to take off. I think it does matter. I don't think anybody. Well, uh, not anybody, but I don't think people want to face the Nets at the six seed. So if you're the three seed, you don't want to face the Nets at the three seed. You want to be if you're the four seed, you want to play the Pacers. That's a lot better off than being the Nets. And the Nets are a young team who are playing very well and have a very, very talented young roster. The seven eight seed, you're probably going to blow them out. But I didn't, I I personally don't want to play the Nets team. What, Max? Um. I am going to say that there is a 75% chance that they finish the top three in the East. Um, I really think that they uh, make a push to finish up there. Um, they, uh, you're asking me off the cuff, and I don't know NBA. I don't know what you want from me. Hey, you, BS. Um, BS with the best. <laughs> um, they've been looking strong all season long. I don't see any reason for them to stop. Uh, they didn't actually make any decent strong moves in before the trade deadline to help them make a push for the top three seed, but I still think that they finish it out. They didn't have to. They're they're a team that you know, go ahead. Yeah. I think it's a fifty five percent chance they end up in the top three. I think they've had a lot of problems and during the year it tends to stick with you. I think all star break or not, you know, stuff that sticks with you the whole time. And I think it absolutely does matter where you play because I don't think they can last against a Bucks, uh, 76ers, or a Milwaukee team in a long series. I'm going to say one thing real quick. They can last against the Sixers. So don't doubt your own team. <laughs> no, I am. Because they've already proven they can beat them without Kyrie. We will see. Right. We will see. That's what we're moving on. We're, we're pushed for time here. So we're oh, Mass, it gets no easier from here. Oh, I know. It only gets worse. We're going to the MLB from here. So, uh... We're going to start off small and work our way big. So, the Nationals signed Jeremy Hellickson to a one-year contract. What? What's the reasoning for this? Like, wh- what does this do for the Nationals, assuming they don't get Bryce Harper back? So, uh, I don't really know where we are in this rotation, so I'm going to let Kendall lead this one. Well, I'll tell you what, it really sure is up an awesome rotation already. Uh, foreseeably, he's going to be a 4 or 5, probably a 5. Um, it doesn't guarantee anything for them, at a winning the division or anything, because of that. the offense still has question marks. Um, but it really, you know, you go up against the Nationals, like, hey, we got to hit and we got to be effective, We're, you know, be smart against, you know, and working the count, whatever, whatever. Uh it, it's it's a good deal, but it's not as major as like, hey, this guy is really going to make them be in the World Series. Nothing to do with that. 
All it does is really is just solidifies the back of the end of their bullpen. I'm sorry, back into their starting rotation. Um, you know, you got Scherzer, Strasburg, and you got uh, Patrick Corbin. You're not gonna really focus on uh, Helixson as the time goes. Like, you're not gonna like prepare game prepare for him. You know, you know what he is. He's a junk baller. He's gonna get. He's gonna have nights where he gets hit. He's gonna have nights where he does great. It kind of depends on what team he faces. The younger the team, he's gonna be better. I guess, in my opinion, um, he's just that guy that's gonna be serviceable back there. He's not gonna do anything crazy for him. He's not gonna determine any playoff push for him. It's just a guy that's you know that's gonna give you solid 180 innings. He, it's like they said, just a depth move. They're really just filling out the back of the starting rotation. Um, they got rid of Gott because he really hasn't looked like anything special. Um, it's not going to be anything that helps them uh, make a push for the playoffs or anything. He's not any big free agent name signing. He's literally depth, and that's about it. You said Trevor Gott? Yeah. yeah. He's a bullpen guy. Is he? Yeah. He's not bad, but he's... Just got designated for assignment. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Go ahead and do that. All right. Uh, real quick. Um, before we get into this next segment... Um, that was not the segment, but this next question. Um, without giving away specifically souls, because you know what I'm going to mean when I say without giving away the next question. Um, just off the cusp real quick, uh, for a point, potentially, given your answer, uh, do the Nationals have any chance at winning the division this year With if Harper were to sign somewhere else outside of the division? Let's say Harper signs a contract, but it's not in the NL East. Do the Nationals have a chance at winning the division? No. No, okay. no, because I think uh, teams like the Phillies have made too many moves. I think the Mets are always a chance to kind of be a, a one a one year wonder, and I just think that the the offense of Washington is nothing special. So they do, but it depends on the young kids. If Juan Soto and Victor Robles comes out balling, they have a very big chance. You said Anthony Rendon, Ryan Zimmerman, you know they just got um. Suzuki, uh, which he batted 50 points higher than any catcher on the roster last year. And makes a mean motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, <clears throat> any of those, like, they have a chance. <clears throat> but they really need the young outfield to, to really make a push. I don't think that they um, will win the division. I don't think that they'll finish at the bottom of it. Um, you know, you're going to have teams like Miami that finished down at the bottom of that barrel. Um, but you Get know. the nod from Souls on that one. That was an easy one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Softball. <laughs> uh, you got teams like Miami that are going to finish at the bottom of the barrel there. Um, I really am looking towards the hypothetical situation that the Phillies have uh, and anticipating a lot of their big offseason signings. Uh, 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 don't go any further. Souls, you got what I was going for, right? I know exactly what you're going for. Yeah, okay. So, with that being said, are you done? Yeah. Okay. With that being said, we're down two the people. Philadelphia Phillies. Well, we're going to start with souls on this one because it's the Phillies. So, Philadelphia Phillies, they decided that they no longer needed the services of Jorge Alfaro and prospect, uh, pro- prospects. Are they consider prospects? Prospects? But young guys, young, young guys, Sixto Sanchez and Will Stewart, as well as international pool money that they decided wasn't worth it. Because they had the chance and went out and got JT Romuto. So, Kyle, 
Can I go go to Long Island or something? What? It's preferential treatment. We'll give a we'll give we'll give a little bit. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give two and a half minutes to this one. You may go a little longer. Um, but the reason I'm giving two and a half minutes is because I want Mock to be able to feel like he can talk on this one. <laughs> He's been out for a little bit here. So Mock, the question is: Jorge Alfaro, Sixto Sanchez, Will Stewart, and international pool money. Yes, you can go last. And international pool money for JT Romuto. Regardless of the of where Bryce Harper lands, does this push the Phillies to the top of the division for 2019? Um, yes, I think that the Phillies are going to win the division this year. Um, the the NL East to me was a team they were competitive within the division, but no one really jumped out at you. And the Phillies have been making great moves this offseason. Um, to me, they're poised to take that division and kind of be a big threat in the NL. Um, Ramuto was the catcher that the team needed last year, and they have him this year. They needed a defensive catcher. Ramuto can hit. I mean, he's an, he's an all-star catcher. The Phillies, to me, are really making big steps to becoming a threat from the National League. Um, I really think that this was probably the thing that's going to put them over the top and help draw in even some of the bigger-name prospects, um, possibly even Harper. Um, but you got... Baseball's best catcher that just came into your team uh, can hit like a champ. Uh, it wouldn't be the first time that uh, moving to a different stadium, especially one that hurt the player more than it helped them, turned them into one of the arguments for most valuable player award. I mean, you look at Yelich last year, moved and played like a fucking champ. Back to back championships. I like it. <laughs> Absolutely helps, you know. The Phillies, we, we could say it sounds stupid. It could be a catcher away, you know, from winning the division in stride. Uh, I, I see really nothing negative coming from this whatsoever. You know, you, Alfaro, you know, great, you know, perhaps, you know, perhaps a, a, a better catcher in certain aspects. Uh, but as far as Roluto goes, you know, probably best catcher in the NL East. I think there's no doubt about saying that. Um, we knew he was going to be moved. I'm surprised it took as long as it was to be moved, but I think if there's one thing that, hey, what, oh God, God, Mass. If there's one thing, the Philly, if, if one thing that the Mass, <laughs> if there's one thing that the Phils did this year that we're going to remember, I think it's this move right here. All right, so. All right. <laughs> so the Philadelphia Phillies needed to make this shirt. Um, I get they gave up the number one prospect, Sixto Sanchez, and Jorge Alfaro. Sixto Sanchez was just, he, he's related to, a lot of people compared him to Pedro. Um, two things. One, he's injury prone, and he's has a lot of conditioning problems. Doesn't like to work out. Jorge Alfaro. Which is hilarious as a pitcher. <laughs> he, he, Jorge Alfaro cannot block. He has a terrible approach to the... guy that looks like Lenny, Lenny Martin. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who looked like no, it's Cameron Rupp. Oh yeah, all right, but um, terrible approach to the plate. He struck out fifty-one percent of the time he went up to the plate last year. Ben Howard. Um, he could. But it's the one thing I, I love about him that I'm gonna miss is his throwing. He could throw anybody on the bases. Being said, the Phillies got a guy who's considered the best catcher in the National League. <coughs> Not even just offense. Defensively, the now the starting pitchers can throw balls in the dirt and not have to worry about them getting by them. 
I know it may sound a little ridiculous, but that's a big thing for starting pitchers. Be, knowing that your catcher is going to block everything behind you. you. You can use your garbage pitches and get them out the way that you want them to use. Um, I believe that this is a big pickup just on the defensive end, no matter what he does in the offensive end. Like he's gonna bat, he's gonna have more RBIs. He's gonna have more home runs because he's playing in a smaller ballpark. He's gonna have more runners on base. Um, so we're gonna have to go rapid fire kind of on this one. Um, on the rest of these, because uh, we gotta get to NHL. We we cut the first hour a little short to make this one a little longer. We got about fifteen minutes or so. So, um, this one lose you on the mic a little bit. Sorry. Oh, sorry. sorry. We got we got about fifteen minutes. So. We're going to kind of rapid-fire the rest of uh, these last two MLBs, and then we're going to go through these, these NHL ones. These are a little lengthy. So these last ones, they're going to be uh, kind of a five to ten seconds a piece deal. Yeah. Uh, give yourself a minor explanation. Um, I'm going to cut you off and move on to the next guy. I'm not going to ring the bell. I'm just going to tell you to watch the bell. So, Mock, you're going to start first with this one. Uh, Curtis Granderson signed a one-year deal or a minor league deal technically with the uh, Miami Marlins. Does Curtis Granderson play a full season with the Miami Marlins? Um, probably not. I mean, that guy, I didn't even know he, when did that happen? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, Granderson, he, he's aging. He can still be used on a team, but the Marlins aren't going to go anywhere. Um, right. Uh, Granderson will not play a full season. He's 38 years old. He's getting old as hell. I mean, they'll probably bring him in mid-season to try and add some kind of rotation, but they're not going anywhere. He will play the majority to a full season. I think the Marlins are going nowhere fast. They're going to fill rosters, places, and he's just going to play. He has the opportunity. I don't think he played a full season there just because I think he played well enough to get traded at the deadline. Since someone that needs a fourth outfielder or a pinch hitter. That's hmm. it. Another quick 10-seconder. Mash is starting this one off. Who signs first, Harper or Machado? Um, Machado's going to sign first. I think that uh, he has enough red flags for Harper not to get a deal done before him. Harper signs first. Machado is waiting on the deal to see if he can up his. Harper signed first because he had more offers than Machado. I also think Harper goes first. The simple, he's got more offers, just seems to have more interest in him. He can kind of pick where he goes. All right, and I forgot this one real quick. Um, uh, any truth or belief to Harper signing with the Giants? Souls lead it off. Uh, yeah. Um, he wants to play for a warmer climate. He wants to play for a established team. The Giants have been established, and they play in a warmer climate. They could, they could use him, and that will bring more attention to the Giants. To me, it's iffy. I mean, the Giants, to me, aren't a contending team, and they gave Harper a shorter deal. I don't know. It, to me, it doesn't make sense for Harper to do it, but, I mean, he can, he's picking where he's going, so. I don't think that Harper ends up in uh, with the Giants. Uh, I think he takes the money rather than playing in a stadium where he wants to play. I think he's going for the big deal first, and then he'll finish out his career where he wants to play. No, uh, it's a misconception that San Francisco, by comparison, it's warmer than the Washington area. However, San Francisco is not. It has its, its cold spells just like anywhere else. Uh, and also, San Francisco is not the team of the past, you know, 10 years. And uh, I don't think there's any merit to that. Needs that dry heat. Needs that dry heat. 
AZ, where at you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to the NHL. All right, so... Uh, Ooh, yes. Mark, did you do your NHL homework? I, I didn't get a chance to, but I'll, nope. I'm going to give it a Ooh. shot. Ooh, all right. Anybody else? Oh, I did. Yeah, I did, I did a little bit. <laughs> all right, Kendall, lead it off then. Okay. All right, so we got six names here. We're not going to spend too, too much time, but I want, I'm curious to hear some possible trade scenarios you guys have, oh, whatever. Right. Um, so these are all the six biggest names, in my opinion, in the free agent or the, the um, trade rumor market. So we're going to start off first with the Columbus Blue Jackets, Sergei Bravosky. Does he get traded, and if so, where? All right. He does get traded. Uh, I just want to preface this that uh, not nearly as big as a hockey fan as the Riddler, and I am very poor at it. So, I think he does get traded. He gets traded to the Panthers for Robert Luongo, who has not seemed to fit in with that scheme, and as well as Josh Brown, a defenseman. That is my trade scenario. Riddler, do with that with what you will. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Souls? Um, I have him getting traded to the Avalanche. I, I have him for a goalie goalie swap with uh, Simon Damorev. He, he's had a, he's expressed interest in playing for the Blue Jackets in recent recent times, and I think they also throw in a second round pick just to get the pot stirring. <laughs> get that pot stirring. <laughs> it's got sports jargon that he just threw in there. I think he stays put. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Kyle. <laughs> um, because he wants to stir the pot at home. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I, oh, think I just he, got your text. <laughs> <laughs> I think he stays put, rides it out, signs elsewhere in the offseason. I think he ends up signing or gets traded to the Islanders. Islanders could uh, use him, keep him. It uh, wouldn't just be a couple years rental. I think he could be a small building block, small due to his age. All right. Moving on. Uh, Are you going to tell us why we're Paul, wrong? Paul sounds so disheveled. <laughs> <laughs> I've got notes here. I've got notes. I'm curious because we've said some outrageous things. The third hour is going to be more similar to the first hour. It's going to be shorter. So... There's plenty of time for this. For <laughs> okay, so anyway, with that being said, um, I really, I, I, I texted, uh, fuck, I can't remember his name right now. Um, Jeff. No, hockey fan, friend. Uh, Shane. Shane O'Brien. Shane. Uh-huh. I texted Shane and asked him to listen so that he could throw up on the air if that anything you guys had to say. Um, but anyway, all right. SOB. So, Ottawa Senators player, Mark Stone. In my opinion, fourth biggest name on the market in terms of uh, trade deadline stuff. Um, does Mark Stone leave the Senators? And if so, where'd you go? Who's starting this one? You. Me? Uh, so uh, this was not what you said, but actually I paired him and uh, Duchenne. Is that how you pronounce his last name? Duchenne. Ah, you know, I second guess myself. So I have a monster trade here. I don't even know if it's legal. <laughs> well, <laughs> Bryce Harper. <laughs> All right, but I paired them here. To the Washington Capitals. Alright. Draft picks one through three, as well as twenty-five year old Travis Boyd, twenty-seven year old Dmitry Orlov, and twenty-two year old Jacob Varna. Okay. I don't cool. know the the rules for trades. Cool. So I have him just going to Nashville uh for a first round pick. 
Um, Nashville needs an upgrade at right right wing. Um, I think he can provide them more scoring that they already have. Um, they're in a tough race right now with the rest rest of the West. I think they could benefit from another score. I also think the Predators. Um, the Predators have been kind of a dominant team the last couple of years. Um, they can use this as kind of that push. Giving up a first-round pick is kind of, you know, in any sport is tough, but I think they can bite the bullet and make the push this season. I think the Flames will make a trade for them, and they'll give up a first-round pick for them. Okay. So that's all I got? Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> Be thankful I have that much. Fair enough. Um, I don't know where points right now. Um, <laughs> all right, go back to the Blue Jackets. Artemi no Panarin. Does Artemi Panarin stay with the Blue Jackets to finish out the season, or is he moving ranks? Souls lead off. I think he moves. I think they trade him to Calgary for two first-round picks, uh, Sam Bennett and Noah Hanahan. I like how you guys decided, like, I'm going to throw, like, some names in here so that Paul's, like, really thinking. Um, Actually, that was my philosophy. <laughs> I figured it would be. Um, I didn't think that Calgary could benefit from his scoring aspect. The only reason Kyle gets a point over you is because Kyle picks players that he knows he can pronounce the names to. <laughs> the white guys. You, you just wait. Well, they're all white. Well, the white American guys. <laughs> um, both Sam Bennett and Noah Hanahan are former first-round picks. Um, I think that it's a good enough trade package for the Blue Jackets to take. I honestly think that the Flame, they're in first place in the Pacific. I think they need another score to to battle for the, to go to the Stanley Cup. I think the Blue Jackets mishandle this one, and they don't move him. He's going to stay put. I actually end up agreeing with that. I, I need... Uh, all right, so there there is potential points in this for both of you. So I need each of you to give me... What do you mean by mishandles this? Meaning that they they should move him similar to like to the trade souls just talked about. They should move him to accrue um, trade assets, like draft assets, but they're not going to, and they're going to end up losing him for nothing. I think that they balk at the prize. I think that they think up to the trade deadline they can get more, and they try and just wait out the offer. The offer that they end up wanting to take gets rescinded. And they just end up getting nothing for him. Really Anthony Davis-esque. Yes. I think they're asking for the starting, the starting, starting lineup for the fucking Predators. For the Flames. Well, it's not a lineup. It is. Alright, so I have a feeling I know where this is going to go for one orange-shirted individual. But also Senator Matt Duchene. Wait, I, I didn't get my Panarin. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, well, hurry it up. I right, Panarin to the Predators. In much need. <laughs> People laughing at me already. I know it. They get Victor Arvidison, Colton Sissons, Ryan Hartman, and a first-round pick. These are all young guys, not regular starters. And something to sure up a team that has been to the Stanley Cup Finals and have made a push. Uh, and this is someone that would bring them back for Panarin. I received zero points for the thing I just said, and ready to move on to me to start off. All right, start it off. Matt Duchene, Senators, stay put. If not, for what? He's part of my uh, same package before. Trade. Yes, <laughs> just repeat it in case any listeners have tuned in. Since yep, then. Matt Duchene, 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 Duchene. I don't know why I do that. And Mark Stone, 
to the Capitals. Champions, by the way, for their first three rounds, one through three draft picks, as well as young Travis Boyd, the center, Dmitry Orlov, a 27-year-old defenseman, and Jacob Varna, the 22-year-old left wing. Real quick. Now, so for points I awarded or deducted for the, the Mark Stone thing, do I award and deduct the same amount of points that I did yes. before because it's a new pl- thing? Yeah. So they have the Senators trading him to the Winnipeg Jets for a first-round pick and top prospect Christian Velesen. He's their center. Um, the Winnipeg Jets are more of a defensive-rounded team. Uh, they've been since you know they've moved back to Winnipeg, and I honestly think that if they add another scoring asset, they can try and fight for a Stanley Cup run. Um, I think they're still kind of far away. But I didn't think that they add another ass they can battle. Huh? Full disclosure, been filling out my review this one. Uh, right. Way to be Red Baron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Red Baron, you on that one? Yep. Fettuccine Alfredo for you. I think Duchesne stays put. Uh, the Senators have been working their tails off trying to get him re signed and to commit for the future. Rumor has it that there's like a almost eight-year deal going on on the table for him right now. I really don't think that that's enough for him to want to stay right now. But, you know, the Avalanche have the Senators' first pick right now, and they let Duchesne walk away. They're getting almost nothing for what they traded away for him. All right. New York Rangers, Matt Zuccarello. Staying put, being dealt. Who is me? Uh, Souls. Oh. Um, I have him going to the Avalanche for a second-round pick. Um. I think they're kind of looking for the same thing they got, uh, the Devils got for Brian Boyle. Um, I think they're just looking for a kind of a heavy top second round pick. Um, you know, Zuccarello is a good asset for a team that already scores a whole bunch of points and scores a lot of goals. Um, I think he'll just add to the more firepower that they already have. I wonder what we sound like to NHL fans. Not great. Sh- Shane's already commenting. <laughs> Is he? What did he say? Um, he wants us to know that the Jets didn't move back to Winnipeg. Winnipeg moved to Phoenix, then Atlanta. Oh my god! Get the fuck over. And then Atlanta <laughs> moved to Winnipeg. They moved back to <laughs> two different Winnipeg. franchises. It was fucking Kyle. You knew exactly so Shane, what I meant. Shane, here's the thing. Um, I, it's been noted on air and off air. Um, we've been battling the hockey thing, and I, I'm not even close to as good with hockey knowledge as Shane is, and I'll, ne- I'll never want to say that I am. But in terms of this porous group of sports fans that sits at this table every week, um, I definitely know the most. Is Shane tuning the Facebook right now? Yeah. He, he's texting me. I don't know if he has the oh. Facebook Live video going. But anyway. Maybe um, on the PPRN Shane app. Overrated. Perhaps. Or YouTube he, Live. Oh, Souls says Shane is overrated. Spotify. Ooh. It couldn't be, but it's, it's all plugs. <laughs> hockey, everything does... Did you just I, go? I don't know who went. Uh, uh, Kyle went off. Yeah, go ahead. Shane is on YouTube. But um, I think that the Rangers will deal. Um, was it Zuccarillo? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know exactly where. I think they'll kind of see what the market is for him and kind of take the best deal available. Um, but I do think they will move him. Okay. I do think he gets traded. I think he ends up on the Predators. Uh, he gives them a nice option at left wing. Um, he's not going to lead the 
lead the league in scoring, but he's there's nobody better than him at setting up his teammates to be able to score. That's going to give them a nice addition to making a deep shot for the for the Stanley Cup. All right, and then last but not least. Oh, I had one. You didn't go? No, I'm, I was last. Everything you say is so <laughs> I just forget. Well, that's nice to know. But uh, how, how, about, <laughs> how does Ken Shattenkirk sound? I'll tell you why. What the hell is he doing? What the hell is he doing? Nothing. Nothing. Turn him to a place where he can do something. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take my no points for that. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck team you play for? Oilers. Okay. So Houston. Yeah, Houston Oilers. Throw your H's up. They're overrated. <laughs> they weren't overrated, Kyle. Right. Simmons. Flyers. I think Does I'll lead off moved? this one. If so, where? I have him. So let's lead it off so Mark has something to pick it back up. So I... Does that point to the 12-team no-trade clause? <laughs> Which is amazing, by the way. <laughs> I've never heard that ever. I, I have him going to the Maple Leafs. Um, they're 15 points behind Tampa Bay. Um, and they're in second place. So I have him trading... Casper, uh, Kapanen, and William Nylander, and future and future picks. I don't know which picks they would send off or not, but I think that's enough to get uh, Wayne Simmons. Because they were saying like they weren't willing to trade Nylander in the beginning of the season or whatnot, and now they're willing to talk for a higher talented player to go along Tavares and Matt. I also think that Simmons does not get moved. Um, he's been a flyer for quite some time now, hasn't he? Take this, because I said he got moved. I know. I'm saying agreeing with myself. I know you <laughs> said he got moved. I've been saying a lot of guys are staying put. Um, Simmons, Paul, how long has he been on the flyers? It's been quite some time, right? Uh, I think he's 30, so seven years maybe. I think he's just a guy that they're going to keep around. I mean, he, he he's a leader. He stays put. All right, so hear me out. Tell us, Mass. Tell us. He's going to get traded to the Capitals. Okay. They're going to give up Andre Iguodala. <laughs> What's his name? Somebody. Somebody what hockey. Andre Burakovsky, is it? Oh, Andre yeah. Burakovsky. Were we just supposed to guess an Andre? <laughs> well, from the cat or from the, <laughs> from the Capitals. Andre the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They give up Andre Burakovsky. Oh, I can't even fucking say it. Stella! <laughs> <laughs> Andre Burovsky. They give up Andre Burovsky. They have almost no cap space, so hopefully giving up Burkovsky. Burkovsky. Bur- what the fuck ever? They give up Andre Burkovsky. Andre Burkovsky. It's like saying Coors Light, man. <laughs> Are you happy now? Yes, go. All right. They give him up. They have almost no cap space, so giving up Burkovsky will hopefully convince. <laughs> what? No, go ahead. <laughs> The, I, I'm, I'm, done, is, I'm done now with the side. The Riddler is cringing. I'm, yeah, I'm done. Okay. All right, gentlemen. Well, I have my... No, you're done. Wait, 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 you wait. You have nothing, nothing Wayne to Simmons, input on this account. Wayne Simmons to the Colorado Avalanche, a team who's given him a lot of points, as well as scored a decent amount of points. All right. For our first round pick, JT Comper and AJ Greer, both left wings, something they would benefit from immensely. I wish we had Graves, because I'd make you funnel it in your butt right now. <laughs> Listen, I read a report four weeks old, and I think that says a lot to what I have to say. Right, so this, this edition of Getting Sports with Drunks Around the Horn has come to an end. Uh, Reed is the winner. 
Because we're bad. Why not? No, just because, you know what, some Rita appreciation. That was last week. Yeah, but school's She's canceled out. tomorrow. No school tomorrow! That was so loud. Yeah, I know, but she wanted it, and she's a nice girl. She gets a lot of shit. She deserves all of it, but... <laughs> all right, so, the winner, drumroll please, is... Kyle Souls. Ah. Uh, Kyle Souls finished with 14 points. There was no doubt in my mind. <laughs> in second place, drumroll please... You won't believe it, but it's the mask, Chris Massey. Hey! With 11 points. In third place, drumroll please. Please Mike Kendall. Machine Washable with 10 points. And at his natural habitat, <laughs> <laughs> in last place, weighing in at somewhere between 5 and 500 pounds, standing at a resounding 6 foot 2 with 4 points. <laughs> Kendall Reed. Thank you. I'd like to thank. Anyone. I'd like you to know that you scored twelve points, but you also lost eight. So actually, I think that's more impressive than anything. Well, no, because Kyle Kyle technically scored nineteen points, but he lost five. Oh Jesus! So Machine actually won yeah. the the negative point battle. He only lost three. He lost three. Souls and Chris both lost five. You know what's impressive about Mock? Mock I gave I took away one point from Mock for his absence, his length of absence. Oh, damn. Well, because you were gone during discussion points when I knew you could make a difference. Yeah. So outside of that, he only lost two points, which is impressive. I was a little generous in terms of docking docking points in the NHL. I docked him one point for not knowing for not being prepared for the NHL. Can I ask you a so quick question? So because of that, I'm not going to keep docking him for saying bad things. Because <laughs> what's the point? Can I ask you a question? Was the NHL my entire undoing, or was it the entire game? It was just everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wanted to be sure. It was getting in the car, getting in the car oh, today man. to come here. Considering I walked, that's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have a couple notes. Maybe for some hilarity purposes, if you guys this care. This should to... be good. Of course, okay. of course. Also, uh, real quick, um, Shane, if you're still listening, I, I, you know, please text Mock. I'd like your input. I think of, of the six uh, trade deadline uh, targets that we mentioned, I think Wayne Simmons is the most likely to move. Um, uh, there was a point given and deducted to the mass for this, because I do think he goes to the Capitals. But I know exactly which fucking article he's reading because he literally read it word for word because I read that article yesterday. Um, I do think he goes to the Capitals. Um, they do need to find somebody to offer to Wayne Simmons in addition to picks because the Capitals do not have any cap space because they're paying a boatload of, of players right now. But the Capitals are a team that are still technically like very much in it right now. Uh, I believe they're sitting in second place in their division as of now. Um, Hold on. Did you dock me a point because I read the same article? As you? Yeah. No, I docked you a point because you read the article word for word. Oh, all right. It's called plagiarism, Chris. You went to college. We're a reputable show. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, bitch. Um, also, Wayne is the only black person I mentioned. He's good, though. No, the reason I think he goes to the Capitals is because the Capitals are a physical team. And Wayne Simmons is a physical forward. Wayne Simmons is also a very good power play forward. And the Capitals are a team that love to take advantage of opportunities given to them, whether it's power plays, miscues, uh, mislines, anything like that. They 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 just they see it and they frenzy off of it. And Wayne Simmons is somebody that could really make a difference for a team like that. Um. So with that being said, I have a couple things. Who would like to go first in terms of comments? Anybody? All right, so I'm gonna go mock first. All right. Mark, you only had one comment. I gave you a point for the Phillies thing because you kissed Kyle's ass so hard. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> um, I, I asked Shane, not uh, before we really move on from hockey. 
I said, does he have any thoughts on the trades presented? He said valid for for the most part. You all lose points for pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, what am I I can't, I can't spend an hour segment sitting here going over it and tell me. So a lot of you presented valid trades, but I just didn't, like, you presented, like, the right packages, but just for the wrong teams, if that makes sense. So I didn't necessarily deduct you, unless you, like, really, like, threw a team out there that just didn't work. Like, um, uh, for example, um, I took a note of it somewhere on my phone. Hold on. Just to say it's me, please. No, it's not. It, it oh, wasn't that's... you. I think it was actually Kyle. Um, I didn't, <laughs> no, I didn't deduct you a point for it. Um, where did you? Where did you Wish say you, had, you did? Where'd you have Zuccarello going? Avalanche. Avalanche. Good. So I think Zuccarello is most likely landing spot. And Shane, please feel free. We love the comments. I think his most likely landing spot is the San Jose Sharks. They're looking for a winger to play along Joe, Joe Thornton to go deep in the playoffs. And Shane, you can comment on and, the YouTube page. He's um, watching from his Xbox. The oh. thing is. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is that, I, How does that San work? Jose through through some ah. some article reading and, and some like a little bit of like scoutings and stuff like that through through different player uh, pages and stuff like that. I think that San Jose is really interested in going after um, the Senators. Uh, what is his name? Uh, Ryan Zingle, but which has a D in it, by the way. Um, Where? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's actually the first letter. DZ. But it's not Dezingle. But um, the asking price for him, I just don't think they have the assets to give away without giving too much. And I think the Sharks, along with a lot of other teams, are thinking along the lines of the Senators are going to do a lot to try to keep either Duchesne or Stone, if not both, in f- before free agency. Mean- meaning that Zinger's going to be coming up. Under his free agent, and teams can take a crack at him then without having to give up assets and money. So I think Zuccarello's most likely landing spot would be the Sharks. There's a couple of disagreements. Like you gave a very intriguing package for Zuccarello. I think it was the wrong team. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? All right. So for Brian Boyle comment though, Kyle, you did fantastic in pronunciation because you picked only white American players as much. <laughs> And you said Colorado, I'm drinking the silver bullet. It's all working. Um, so we're gonna go to Souls. Um, yeah, I should have should have put more comments here. <laughs> it was for one of the NHL trades. You put it down, and it just wasn't enough. I think it was for. Oh, I think it was for for Bobrovsky. I just don't think he offered enough. Just the the goalie swap of the pick. I, I don't think it was enough. Shane weighed in saying that if the Senators trade another player to the Sharks after Carlson, the fans are completely justified to burn the rink down. <laughs> Agreed. One of these days, we're going to have to get him to Skype in. We can do it. It only took Kendall six weeks to get Facebook Live going. <laughs> hey, we've been Facebook Live. Anyway. Always. And then, Kyle, I also deducted you a point because I forget what we were talking about, but... You, you made the phrase another or another. Oh, it was Dallas. We we're talking about Dallas, and it was the Porzingis trade. And you said they want to be the next dog to eat. The fuck does that even mean? That's gonna be on shirts everywhere. And I want it to be known to all the listeners because it's a little out of context. He wasn't saying it in terms of the next dog that gets to eat food. He was saying it as in they're the next dog that's going to get eaten. So good for you. Uh. Kind of last on this 
GSWD, another dog to eat. Mass, I just thought it was funny because you said that um, he was, you said that he was 38 and aging. I, I didn't write enough notes. I just had to do it on the fly. You said somebody was 38. Granderson. Granderson. You said he was 38 and aging, and then he said he was old as shit. I just thought it was very funny. So you lost a point. No, no, you didn't lose a point for that. I just thought it was funny because it's, I mean, and 38's not aging, but it's, I don't know. For a baseball player, it is. Yes, no, that's no. old. And then I also, I awarded you a point for sticking it to Souls. Because the whole show, you kept looking at Souls because you knew that he was just so upset with everything you were saying yeah. NBA related. And then we got to the uh, percentage chance of uh, Harper signing with the Giants. He said 65. And then he said 75, and you looked right at him to <laughs> stick it to him. Good for you. Good for you. Kendall. Uh, you lost a point for trying to make everybody feel bad for you for your NHL knowledge. Because <laughs> you said, this is going to be my weak point. I'm going to suck. And I don't like that bullshit. Well, I'm sorry. I mean, um, I was just trying to make comedy. Well, it comedy funny. is the most important thing. PPRN. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Captain Caveman. I'm going to spread for something. I deserve all the points. But I actually did research. I did a lot of stuff. Uh, I also wrote down, Massey is a Philly question mark. Because you said Massey. To the oh. <laughs> um, that was uh, the last hour, or well, right, early in the segment. I, I I realized that I said that. You were also talking about when we were talking about uh, the top three teams in the East. You said that the top three teams in the East were going to be uh, that you thought the Celtics had a chance, but you thought it was either going to be Milwaukee, Toronto, or the Bucks. <laughs> um, no, no, no. I, no. That, that was at the tail end of my thing. Is that if they had to face those guys. But you still said Milwaukee, Toronto, or the Bucks. Well, Milwaukee Bucks Milwaukee is one Bucks. team. Oh, I didn't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I reiterate my point? No. And I also put down uh, I'd still lose. that if production for getting Torture Trunk doesn't work out for you, you could make this wonderful career in Doppler Kendall because uh, there was a couple times that you, you made some weather references, but there was one that really stuck out to me when you were talking about uh, Bryce Harper with the warm climate. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, but I'll tell you what, people think San Francisco is warm. It's, oh, it's not. cold as hell. It's I know, but you were just like, it has its cold spurts like anywhere else. Like you just a very Doppler. No, of. Like, Sosa's point is like, oh, it's you know, it's balmy in San Francisco. That's not correct. It, it's it's actually the weather pattern is almost more similar here to San Francisco than Washington. It's not that cold. It's pretty cold. It's cold. It's not that cold. Mass lives cold. in California. I'm not going to argue. I'm not you live anywhere but Wallingford? I have. Not counting Milford for the first year of your life? I can't I can't come back with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So that was getting towards around the horn. I hope I hope it was fun for you Actually, guys. I enjoyed it. That was a lot of fun. You know what? Hey, good. Can you ring it for us again? That's an excellent part. So the listeners, you know, we we, we tried to fine tune this is the first time we're taking a crack at it since we moved out of the kitchen, which seemed like a lifetime ago. Um this is definitely a segment I want to introduce far more often because I, I think it it gets the it gets the, the listeners engaged in multiple opinions. And it gets our cast involved. Everyone gets involved in every discussion. Right. Yes. Not not to derail you here, but um, Bleacher Report. Don't, please just, don't ever train reference me again. No, just post it up. Um, Russell Westbrook has broken the triple-double record. Oh, from Oscar Robinson? Ten games? Ten straight games? Ten straight passing Wilt Chamberlain. Was it Wilt? That's, that's what it says. Oh, that's, <laughs> I'll take the shot if I have to. That's fine. 
Um, I thought it was Oscar Robinson that had it. It makes sense because well, Oscar Robinson well, was a triple double machine. It was last year that he he was the only guy since Oscar to average for a season, right? No, that double? was that was two years ago. He was or the first two years person. ago. Sorry, last year he became the only player in NBA history to have multiple triple double seasons. Yeah, because that was that was when he like he went out of his way because he needed like. 14 rebounds, something like that. So he was like pushing Steven Adams out of the way to get rebounds. <laughs> and like, I hate the stat padding thing where it's, you know, it's like, here's the deal. If you were coming down to it, it was the last game of the season and you needed 42 points to pass Michael Jordan for, or, or you know, for scoring or, or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for all-time scoring and you were going in the fourth quarter with 32, you'd be taking every shot Absolutely. you got. Like, any player would be doing it. If somebody came into the last game of the season in the MLB and was like, hey, you only need two more home runs to pass Hank Aaron. Swinging home... for the fences. Yeah, exactly. Every say, it doesn't Bases loaded, down four, curveball in the dirt. You bet your ass that's going in the bleachers. At least in my mind it is. <laughs> also, real quick tidbit. So, Souls and I, and we're going to go to break. Souls and I played a uh, 2K franchise. Whole season. In record time. Yeah, we didn't simulate a single game. And we played... The entire playoffs as well. Uh, we did do some games where one of us wasn't around. You know, played played a couple games in there. Souls picked up the slack more than I did, but um, but you know, we contributed to. And a couple things to mention about it. Souls, I think you could attest to it. The the path to the finals real difficult. We started off. We were the Mavericks. We finished top record in the West. We created our own guys, um, which were you know we, we're not gonna lie. Our he- we're heavier on the stats, but we played in the higher difficulty. Yeah. And we. We traded away like bigger pieces. We kept Dennis Smith Jr. and Doncic, but we we went out and we signed like lesser guys to come off the bench, which really pissed us off because we had no scoring off the bench at all, <laughs> like zero scoring. Um, and we also had three different centers throughout the course of the season because we traded DeAndre Jordan after the first game for Stephen Adams, and then we dealt Stephen Adams for Hassan Whiteside. Um, but uh, we started off the series against the Pelicans, and we started off. Sh- strong the first game and then they were just fucking battling the whole and i think they won one game right mm-hmm. they only won one game but we only won the the other three by like five points or less then we played the timberwolves i think they won two games yeah. and they were a fight every single game then we played the warriors which the warriors it's the warriors every game but it's game six. yeah for whatever reason we put, it took six games to beat them but game six we won by like 22 points, but every other game was just so fucking annoying. And then we played the Raptors in the finals, and we won by an average of 35 points a game. It was so... like, And it wasn't even like... It wasn't even that like we destroyed them. Like, the computer like really just fucked Kawhi. Like, he just missed every shot. I think Kawhi shot like 21% from the field for the final. Wow. Souls crapped himself over here. Yeah. But with it being said, we, we... 2K's fading. The show is approaching. So I yeah. took it upon myself to upload my road to the show. Uh-huh. And I told myself one night while I was waiting for Kyle to get out of work at midnight that I was going to play my road to the show just until I got to 10 home runs. It took one three-game series. <laughs> <laughs> I had the best three-game series of my life. Did you play on rookie like Moscow's? Nope. I don't play on rookie. Yes, no, no, no. You do. I played on whatever it was. It goes rookie, veteran, and then all-star. All-star. So I played on all-star. That's what, it, that's what the setting was on. But I went in the series – I thought it was pretty impressive. I went 14 for 15 with 10 home runs and 31 RBIs. Oh, my God. Jesus. Best part, hit no grand slams. Least impressive part, hit two bases clearing singles in the same game. Wow. 
Guy <laughs> couldn't make it to second. I had to bail out halfway on the way to second. Like, I'm not going to make it. Hey, we well, can't <laughs> argue with the results. No. However. <laughs> well, we, need, we need to hit the break. We got it. We do have a few things to cover in the third hour. We're a little pressed for time at this point. Uh, we started late. So coming up in the third hour, we have Mox Mixed Match Mashup. We also have Riddler's Rankings. And um, a fun game. Do, we had, huh? And a fun game. And we have a fun game planned. And we also have beer reviews to get to. Obviously very important since we had Absolutely. our first drain pour. Yeah. This is history. History. But we'll be back in five minutes here on the PPRN Radio Network. And now, back to getting sports with Drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. Welcome back to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by Degenerates. All right. Degeneration X. Break it down. Rita? No one? God. Hold on, we're, we're, we're awaiting we're awaiting Rita's reaction to the she, she just tried the super duper super duper double citra. Rita, you are Thomas alive. I don't think she liked it because I think it was too bitter for her because it it's it's a it's a oh. double IPA so it's got that bitterness and she's not an IPA drinker she likes the coffee stouts. So but, so what she doesn't know is Kyle's been spitting tobacco into that can for the last <laughs> well, hour. Rita, 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 can you could you give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down on the little citra? Would you have it? Would you drink a sixteen ounce can of that? A whole can. Now it's got to be all the way up or all the way down. And really, your mic is on, so you can say That's yes or no. That's a trick question because there's no beer she's drinking 16 ounces of. That's, That's impossible. <laughs> All right, so obviously she's not going to say anything, so we're just going to pot that mic down. All right, so what a waste gonna... of an opportunity. God. <laughs> so, a little press time, so we're going we're to finish this. We're going to round the show out at 1130. We yep. started a little late. This, this was, you know, we, we say ish for a reason. We're going to McDonald's after this, right? <laughs> yeah, Kyle, of course we are. Not a smash. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting two triple, triple stacker McGriddles. And I'm gonna just—I just saw the commercial today. Yeah, they're good. I, I can't. I, they're so it? fucking. Yeah, they have sausage, two sausage patties, bacon, egg, and cheese. Yeah, it's I'm pretty, pretty shit. remarkable. I can go if you need me to. No, I got it. Oh, listen, this is I'm sausage ready round. And so we're gonna Bless do. You. We're gonna do. Bless you. Uh, mine and Machine segment. Um, so you know we were talking during the break. You know, and I think the listeners like it. So for anybody who is listening, who listens to us when we're not live, um, not necessarily like. Don't shit on a segment. That's not what we want because we like our segments. You know, we you know we, we love feedback, but don't shit on our segments. You know, Souls of Fantasy stuff is still working kinks out. Creative feedback, new. right? We love the feedback. Don't shit on our stuff, but we want to get to know. It, it, do you guys like hearing the segments all the time? Do you want to hear less segments? Do you want to hear them like staggered type of thing? Because you know, when we get in a slow time, they're good fillers and exactly. they're interesting. Especially you know, the Riddler's rankings is that's going to be every week. For the next three months, because I've got the next three months, thousand years planned. Do you really? I'm talking to Shane's younger brother Garrett. He goes, Kyle wants to go to McDonald's on the podcast. Tell him to get it together. (laughs) (laughs) Tell Garrett to get more sanitizer in his. uh... You can just tell him you're on air. I know he's listening. Yeah, fuck Garrett. Pick him up from school. Riddler's rankings is opening up a new segment, not segment, but a theme, if you will. So the, the theme is going to be along the lines of, because Riddler's Rankings always kind of breaks down top five of something. And we always struggle, we never, you know, myself included, never remember to prepare one ahead of time to do research. So we're just going to come up with something on the fly, which I always find, you know, it's fun, but it's lame for on air because there's too much time thinking. And it's just going to be something like, oh, who are your top five mighty ducks of all time? I love that. <laughs> I would do that every week. But Would it be the same overrated? answer every week? No, it's gonna change. It's gotta be at least one change. Yeah, it'd be a change because it depends on which Mighty Ducks that movie we're talking about. Fair. Um, they're not, Mock. They're not at all. <laughs> Tim Tebow sucks ass. Nope. Yeah, Kevin Nash is better. Um, oh, God. 
So every time you say Kevin Nash, it's like it stabbed him in the heart. I love it. <laughs> so the theme for Riddler's rankings for the next three months or so Oof. is going to be uh, me ranking top five athletes per city of all time. That's actually, actually a, that's, a, that's an awesome setup. So North Haven, Connecticut. <laughs> Moxine Washable, number one. <laughs> Kyle Souls, number two. Moxine Washable hitting off of Kyle Souls, number three. Oh, you Moxine, twice. Kyle Souls pitching to anybody but Moxine Washable, number four. Myself doing Dizzy Bat at the Bresman Barton part Christmas party, number five. I should wow. know Jeff that. On a pitch that hit the dirt. No, I take exception to that. You struck out a guy in two pitches. Well, no, I actually struck out Jeff looking on a pitch that hit the dirt. That's funny. I take exception. Kyle threw two pitches. The guy couldn't believe the second pitch was a strike, so he walked away from the plate, which is an automatic out. Hilarious. Now, Riddler, I take exception to your list, because I have to throw out a ton of garbage at GGH Workshop. Shut up. So, (laughs) how do I not make the list? Because, you know why? Why? Because you also pissed outside a lot in your stream. It's not impressive. It isn't. You also sorry. struck it, out it, four times in one baseball game. Right, you know, you know, the up. split stream guy is always the guy who's attacked. So, you know what? Screw you guys. Right, so, Riddler's rankings. <laughs> right, so a little, little breakdown that's going to go into it. Uh, just minor explanation. So, obviously, we have some cities that have a lot of teams. Correct. Correct. So, Mundo. so t- cities like so, that are going to be like broken down a little different. So, for example, New York has a lot of teams. So... The, the criteria is you must have at least three major sports teams in your city. So, for New York, the grouping would be like as follows. We would do the Yankees, the Giants, the Rangers, and the Knicks. And then the second team would be, unfortunately, sorry, but it would be the Nets, Mets, Jets, and Islanders. It's, it's fair. Actually, I like it a lot. Yeah. So, kind of like an A squad, B squad. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> so, like, you know, we like, so, like, you know, and you break it down into L.A., it would be... The Lakers, it would be the Kings. Are you going by cities or by states? Cities. Okay. So it would be like the Lakers, it would be the Kings, it would be the Dodgers, and then it would be now the Rams. And then the B squad would be the Clippers, and then I would put Angels, Ducks, and Chargers. Hold on. Troy Conway is better than all those other guys. What? I you know, any guys. So, Let's, anyway, so this is Riddler's rankings. Let's so the exception to the exception is the first segment of Riddler's rankings because I'm a homer, and that is Chicago sports because Chicago has more than four, but not eight. So they have five. <laughs> Who's getting excluded? Nobody's getting excluded. Actually, I decided to do this one a little differently, and that's why it's going first. Um, in my opinion, I don't think this is the right five. If you were to break it down in terms of all time, but I, I wanted to pick somebody from each team. That makes sense. Can you do both? No. Okay. So, <laughs> in Riddler's rankings, Just like that, no. for the top five athletes of Chicago teams all time, honorable mentions include Frank Thomas, Scottie Pippen, Bobby Hull, and Patrick Kane. But your top five are, in order, number five, Jonathan Taves. I picked Jonathan Taze over Patrick Kane and Bobby Hall because Jonathan Taze, even though Patrick Kane has been the highlight reel member of those three-time Stanley Cup winning Blackhawks teams, Jonathan Taze has been the captain. He's been the guy that does the nitty-gritty work. He's consistent day in and day out, and he is by far the most clutch member of the Blackhawks during those three Stanley Cups. He scores goals when it counts the most. 
you need an example, go back and look at their last Stanley Cup victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning when they played the Anaheim Ducks in the Western Conference Finals. Jonathan Tays scored goals when they needed goals the most, including goals that had no business being in the back of the net. Um, moving on to number four, Paul Konerko from the Chicago White Sox. Um, a lot of uh, lists that I looked at and rankings had Frank Thomas above Paul Konerko. I don't agree with that. This is Riddler's rankings, not Chicago Sun-Times rankings or any of those other ones. Um, Frank Thomas was a very dominant member of the White Sox. He was very impactful. But Frank Thomas, for me, was an offensive player, Frank, uh, whereas Paul Konerko, he wasn't the gold glove first baseman every year, but he was defensively sound, and he was a leader in that team. And I don't think there's anything more romantic in all of Chicago sports than Paul Konerko hitting a grand slam in the World Series. I think that that really captivated what Konerko meant to the White Sox, what he meant to Chicago sports, and... I, I just think that it was I, – I think the the only dim light on his entire career was that he chose to retire the same year that Jeter retired, and so that it was – he was just forever in the shadow of Jeter. And, and he should be. Jeter, by far, a better player. But Konerko was the Derek Jeter of Chicago baseball Absolutely. for a long time. You know, a lot of people will kind of, you know, shit on, you know, that aspect, but it's wrong. It's wrong because – there's no World Series. There's there's no you know White Sox on the map without. It makes no sense. I, I don't know. I, I've heard and he Riddler and I you know we have a friend close who argued Schwink. that well the Schwink has argued that Schwink's been on the show. Schwink will be on again, but he's argued that fact and it's 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 wrong. It's wrong. Anyway, sorry. No, what that was not so, the argument. So at Shane's all. weighed in and he said Tony Esposito or get the fuck out, Paul. <laughs> no, I'm, I I don't know what that means, but I hope you do. <laughs> I do. Um, and so there's for Chicago, it's going to be different. Chicago's going to have biases in it. And Shane, I hope you can understand that when it comes down to you know grading the Rangers and the Bruins and things like that, there there will be much more facts involved and things like that. But for me, especially when I looked at a lot of list ranking Chicago greats, Esposito wasn't even top two for the Blackhawks um, when they were picking a, a member of the Blackhawks to be represented. So, and for me, I mean, call it watching the Blackhawks this for, you know now versus then, but it is what it is. Sorry, Shane. Uh, number three is Ernie Banks from the Chicago Cubs. Uh, played his entire career with the uh, Chicago Cubs from 53 to 71. 14-time All-Star, two-time MVP, Gold Glove winner, home run leader twice, RBI leader twice. Has his number retired. He meant everything to that franchise. He just had the unfortunacy of playing for a club that was in the worst World Series drought ever for a very long time. But, it, you know, his play was not a result of that. Um, he, he was an absolute stud for the Cubs in his time. He's one of the most impactful players in Cubs history and one of the best Chicago athletes ever. Uh, number two. Any guesses? It's Michael Jordan. Yep. You know, I mean, <laughs> of course. There it goes. Of course it would be on the list. However. So, Michael Jordan for me is number two. Um, and the only reason I say that is... Rita. He deserved everything he got. He was an absolute stud. 
I don't think the Bulls would have won six championships without him. I don't know if they would have won one. It's hearsay because it, it, we didn't get to. It wasn't a, it wasn't an option. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, um, I think that Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time in terms of basketball. Um, there's a lot of debate about LeBron versus Jordan, all that stuff. Um, Jordan definitely meant a lot to the city. He meant a lot to the culture. Uh, Air Jordan, all that stuff. You know, he, he's an icon for, forever. Um, but number one for me... Smoking Jay Cutler. This guy gets me. Get out. <laughs> number one's Walter Payton. Um, for me, it's just... Walter Payton brought a lot of life to a Chicago Bears franchise that really was in a darkness in terms of championships since the uh, Super Bowl era started. Um, you know, they, they really hadn't seen greatness in, in, in a position since Gale Sayers and, and, and Dick Buckus. And then, you know, Mike Singletary, Richard Dent, you know, uh, the, the refrigerator, Jim McMahon, those guys all played a huge part. But Walter Payton was absolute magic from the minute he touched the field until the minute he left it. He is, in my opinion, the number one reason they made it to the Super Bowl. The number one reason that they were able, the defense was able to be as good as they were, was because Walter Payton was able to keep the offense on the field. You know, there's, you know, arguments can be made, but I think that Walter Payton's the greatest running back of all time. You know, I hate the argument about Barry Sanders because it's, yeah, if he played longer, he would have been, but he didn't play longer. It's like saying Calvin Johnson would have been better than Jerry Rice, but he's not better than Jerry Rice. So there you go. But with that being said, I, I think that Walter Payton brought a lot of life back to the city of Chicago before all these other athletes came in. You know, Ernie Banks was there before Walter Payton, but Ernie Banks didn't bring a championship to the city. The city experienced a very long drought of championships, and Walter Payton came in, won a championship in 85, then the, they didn't have to wait long to win more championships. Then they didn't have to wait too much longer to win more championships and more championships. And Walter Payton kind of kickstarted that with the, the 85 Bears. And, and, that, and so in my opinion, I think Walter Payton is the most iconic and important Chicago athlete of all time. Very fair. That's for the drink. Did Shane have anything to say about Esposito? No. All right, he's going to shoot me in the face. I know it. <laughs> all right, so Mox Mix Match Mashup. Mox, can you say it? Mox, mix, match, mashup. Can you say it faster? Nope. All right. All right, so. Sorry. <laughs> it seemed like it needed like, like a beatbox. It. it was terrible, I know, but. So here, here's what I got for today. I have three um, retired MLB pitchers. Um, I'm going to give you their career. <laughs> Can't lift up. Lift up is no good. I don't know. Pulling forward. Uh, I'm going to uh, give you. I got it. You know what the problem is? I guess it wasn't it wasn't screwed in tight enough in the in the base there. It's got to be you know really flush. Mass, I got it. Go sit down. Yeah, go sit down. All right, anyway, Mark, please continue. I'm gonna give you their career wins, ERA, and strikeouts, and and how long their career was to kind of give you a reference. I'm also gonna give you innings pitched. Okay. Okay. So option A. Had 355 wins, a career ERA of 3.16, 3,371 strikeouts with 5,008.1 innings, 
and that is in 23 years. Option B had 305 wins with a 3.54 ERA, 2,607 strikeouts, 4,413.1 innings in 22 years. Option C had 165 wins, a 2.76 ERA, 2,396 strikeouts with in 2,324.1 innings pitched over 12 years. Can I have uh, number three ERA again? 2.76. Thank you. Souls? I'm going with A. Okay. I'm going with B. I'm going with A as well. I'm going to go with A. Anyone care to guess who? I think A is Randy Johnson. I got to be honest, I have no idea. Randy Johnson, Nolan Ryan, and predicted Jeff Samarja stats. <laughs> projected. <laughs> uh, Randy Johnson, <laughs> Kurt Schilling, and Pedro. Ooh, no. Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling, Roger Clemens. Nah, he didn't pitch for Philly. He pitched like the 70s. But that's my guess. Okay. Option A was Greg Maddox. Ooh. Fuck it. Take it. <laughs> Option okay. B was Tom Glavin. Oh, yeah. Actually, I, 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 I almost said Tom Glavin, but for the wrong guy. I almost said Tom Glavin for C. See with John Smoltz. Option C was Sandy Koufax. Ooh. How are you just going to do two Braves and not put John Smoltz in there? <laughs> hey, that's the, the, the mastery of mock. Mix match. You said too many M's. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It's the magic of Mox Mix Match mashup. Yeah, it derailed me. You know, the Riddler you proved he could do it, but I couldn't do it. You're not good at alliteration. <laughs> you forgot about him. Hey, who's down for Around the Horn <laughs> right now? I am. All right, Kendall, we'll do it. Why don't you do all of ours? No, that's not fair. Yeah, it is, because you're the only one here who doesn't drive home. <laughs> that's, oh, true. that's not true. No, you're driving home. Oh. We're, switching <laughs> off, we're switching off in Bethany. Amazing. Where you the know, fuck is Bethany? I think, you know, the Riddler has it's just like found a way to, you know, oh, is it? do so, something. I don't know what. Our last little segment of the day before we get into beer reviews and all that. Yeah, I, I'm going to pee before. You, please explain. <laughs> it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. Just, just go pee. Hurry up. I want to do the shot. And then gonna, I like how the shot's more important than the show segment. No, but I'm, I'm going to do it again because I, I got a bad bladder. I got to go see the, the doctor. Uh, I'll, I'll just grab it on the go. Yeah, that was the point. I'm so I'm I mean, sorry, guys. I kind of wanted like Reed to be down here for these because they're supposed to be funny. But I can stick around. Can you? Can you just give me the rules? Just piss your pants. Don't do that. That'd be awesome, <laughs> Peter. So, uh, I found a NFL Mad Lib on. Um, I found an NFL Mad Lib online. Um, I don't want to take credit for it. Uh, I don't really know who it's posted by, but so. I had the, the, the boys here fill out little sheets of paper um, with the, the blanks to be filled in. And Rita, sorry, yes, correct. And Rita, fill in uh, the blanks to be in. So I'm going to read the story to you guys. Do we get to guess who wrote each one? If you guys want. Right. You have to look away because you can see. So. I can't see shit. I don't think so you guys ready? Yeah. Okay. There's going to be repeats because we're all kind of the same asshole. So with that being said, we're going to start off with this one. Breaking news. Ha ha Clinton Dix, who plays tight end for the Bengals, 
was arrested last night for gerrymandering. All right, so that's Rebecca's. <laughs> uh, gerrymandering and was armed. Or sorry, officials say he had been taking PCP and was named. Or oh, Jesus Christ, this is all over the place. Officials say he'd been taking PCP and was armed with ninja stars, and there was pineapple juice everywhere at the scene of the crime. Can't believe she knew who Haha Clinton Dix is. I know. NFL Kudos. Commissioner Roger Goodell plans to suspend him for seven games and fine him $7,770. This marks the NFL's third arrest since yesterday. <laughs> uh, some of these are going to be funny. All right. Moving on to the next one. Breaking news. DeAndre Hopkins, who plays wide receiver for the Houston Texans, Real original. Was arrested last night for Grand Theft Auto. Officials say he had LSD in his system and was armed with a knife, and there was gin everywhere at the scene of the crime. That was definitely Reed's. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell plans to suspend him for nine games, suspending him for or fining him for $6,700, marking the NFL's 42nd arrest since yesterday. Any guesses? Red Baron? Gandalf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Actually, pretty fair for the NFL these days. Once I heard gin. Yeah, that's exactly what sealed it for me. Breaking news. Ben Roethlisberger, who plays oh. fullback <laughs> for the Arizona Cardinals, was arrested last night for Maybe. voyeurism. Wow. Officials say... <laughs> I don't know what drug this is. Uh, anyway. Officials say he had salvia in his system and was armed with a baseball bat. And there was only Thanksgiving shots everywhere at the scene of the crime. <laughs> NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell plans to suspend him for 21 games, fining him $9,000, the NFL's 37th arrest since yesterday. <laughs> Chris Massey. Yes. <laughs> what was the drug? Salvia. No, salvia. Th- th- there was something that was missing what, that we didn't know. Salvia. salvia. He didn't. Uh, he doesn't know what salvia is. I don't know what salvia oh, is. Oh, oh. It's I'm like not. a... It's it similar was, to marijuana. It was the really shitty one that kids were using for a little while. All right. <laughs> that uh, kids were using. Breaking news. Dalvin Cook, who plays long snapper for the Cleveland Browns, Knock. was arrested last night for DUI. Officials say he had P- PCP in his system and was armed with a katana. Yeah, and there mock. was whipping cream everywhere at the scene of the crime. Yeah, that's NFL mock. Commissioner Roger Goodell plans to suspend him for 12 games, finding him for $12,000. It is the 1,200th arrest since yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Any guesses? Is it Mark? Yes. Look. Kyle. This is obviously <laughs> doing down. Um, just off the first line, it's I already Jeff. am in love you with You know, this it's one. funny because I originally wanted to tie law, but then you said we had to do current players. Mine was stupid, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Breaking news, Antoine Buffet, who plays left guard for the Arizona Cardinals, was arrested last night for steroids. Officials say he had meth in his system and was armed with a helmet, and there was sweat everywhere at the scene of the crime. <laughs> NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell plans to suspend him for minus 17 games. Why'd you put minus? I, I don't think that was a minus. You put dash 17. Uh, was it I'm your dash? Plans to suspend him for... No, it wasn't mine. For 17 games, sus- finding him for $5,001, marking the 17th arrest since yesterday. 
Marking the 1200th the rest of just releases. Breaking news, Derek Carr, who plays long snapper for the Baltimore Ravens, was arrested last night for public nudity. <laughs> officials, say, officials say he had Oxycontin in the system and was armed with a sharpened candlestick, and there was pus everywhere at the scene of the crime. NFL commissioner plans to suspend him for four games and fine him $4,700, marking the NFL's 48,000th arrest since yesterday. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. And then you have NFL Mad Libs. All like right. That. That, was, that was good. I liked that a lot. I liked it a lot. And we should do that again. Well, we can, but there are, there are no NBA, NHL, <laughs> or NBA, or MLB, or whatever. I'm sure they're out there. I searched well, I mean, so much. Because <laughs> I was like, know. oh, we'll make a whole segment about it. We'll do, I'll, like, I'll do like, like two for one person, two for another, you know. I but couldn't you know, find any of them. If so one... next week's game, we'll, we're going to reveal the, the squares. Nobody is going to be allowed to do this, but <laughs> I'm going to make a GSWD bingo. God. Well, what I'm saying is that the only person I know who could do any sport would be the Riddler for his creative ability. He, he can do a Mad Libs for anything. We, we can do you Just know, make mini your own. golf. I could do that. That's, yeah. what, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is excellent. Libs, next week, we're going to do GSWD bingo. I'm going to give you guys cards at the beginning of the show. Everyone's going to have similar... Squares and then different squares, and they're going to range from anything. You know, uh, could be a Kendall announcing it around the horn, could be a mass clipping laugh. Could that's a good around. Uh, that's a Mock good idea. the room. <laughs> that Kyle. should be the free space. It's going to happen. Kyle that, shits his pants. I mean, I think a Kendall peeing is the center space more than a mock leaves. I mean, they can both be on the board. But I think I pee more than you leave the room. That's fair. But no, NFL Mad Libs. Did you guys enjoy it? Yeah, I did it enjoy fun. it. Th- that was a good idea. You know, just the, the, the Riddler called me like, hey, you want to do something fun? I need something th- for the third hour. I figured something to get people laughing. You know, I had is no idea what to do. public nudity with a sharpened candlestick? See it happen. The Riddler delivered, as he always does. And that was an excellent, excellent game. And that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. And uh, hey, listen, did I come in last? Yes. It doesn't matter. <laughs> It doesn't matter the game. Mad Libs, but it was kind of boring how you picked. Well, you know what? Houston Texans wide receiver. I did. I did. You know what? I, you were I confused. Was, no, I was filling out my my book. The second time I was caught <laughs> in the show doing the same freaking thing. So, so I totally missed the explanation. Let's see. We had one, two. Everybody here had a bullpen change, so we got plenty of beer reviews to get to. Yes, we do. So, uh, who wants to lead them off? Souls. Sure. All right. You don't have your beer journal. I never do. <laughs> really appreciate it. Yeah, dick. well, I started off a little juicy. Um, from, from where? From Two Roads. In? Connecticut. Close enough. I'll give you that. Um, Into the microphone would be cool, too. Oh, my God. Shut your fucking mouth. You know what? It's why, a radio why, show. Why are you going to be pissed? You know, J Mark is <laughs> pissed all the time. I didn't say I was pissed. No, but, but I say something and then the people get pissed about it. You and J Mark. I mean, goddamn. Talking to the microphone, you complain about not being heard. Talking to the goddamn microphone. Shut up, Red. <laughs> Red Baron. Anyway, it's going to soon to be Gray Baron. <laughs> White fucking. All right, come on. Fucking, fucking, fucking. That's what you sound like. Anyways, I'd like to hear about. It. I don't think it was better than too juicy, but I did like it a lot. To me, it had more of like a pineapple taste to it. Um, more citrusy than too juicy. Uh, the Riddler has a bit of a look going on there. Uh, Riddler's hilarious. I don't give a fuck. What I think. Um, I just I think it's a well I think it's a well-rounded beer. I think 
It's not too strong, not too hoppy. I think it's good. Fuck anybody else that doesn't like it. It's really good. Hey, that's all right. Second beer? Oh, I, of course, I went back to the Super Duper Double Citra. Closed out the game pretty well. Three outs safe, three strikeouts. Um, always perfect for me. Mark. I, um, my, my starter was the, uh, Jenny said double IPA by single cut in New York. Um, to me, it was a, a citrusy slight hops, especially for a double IPA. It wasn't overpowering. Um, it's very smooth citrus flavor. To me, I thought it was one of the best beers I've had on the show. I gave it four stars. I, uh, I brought in one of the little juicies from two roads and to me, it didn't really move the needle. Um, the flavor kind of underwhelmed. I didn't get the pineapple. I, it was funny. Like, I kind of thought I smelled pineapple, but I got more of a, I don't know if it was like a grapefruit-ish type taste, but citrusy. Um, it just kind of underwhelmed. I gave it one and a half stars. Did it maybe you would recommend. Point? Yeah, kind of, not blew the save, but really made it shaky. Like, like had it protect one run, and they ended up with two runners in scoring position. All right. But, it, I don't know. To me, it was just okay. Private stock blew the save, by the way. <laughs> Mass? Private stock was terrible. Um, I started off the night with Guinness Blonde. Um, not a great beer. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> not great. Um, it, it tastes like piss water. I, I, I don't really have anything left to say about that. It gave up 18 runs in the first. Um, wow. Why'd you leave it in that long? I, it's good to finish it. Yeah. Um, strangely enough, it wasn't nearly as bad as the one that needed to go down down the flu. But, you know, Chorus came in to uh, try and save the game, what little there was to be saved. And then gave up 12 runs. So, you know, we didn't have a good night. Fair I started out the game with the bad guy out from Rogue. I heard a lot of um, questionable, a lot of questionable stuff and, stuff and stuff that I've heard that was bad about Rogue. I was like, you know, hey, let's start the game. It can't be so bad. Can't be so bad. Uh, they had a cool can, all black. So I had the bad guy out from Rogue. Kind of like it's black. Six point eight percent from Newport, Oregon. About thirteen bucks. The colorless <laughs> straw. The aroma was skunky and earthy. The flavor was skunky, other, and broccoli. <laughs> what? <laughs> Notes. <laughs> Not my style of beer. Awesome can. Awful beer. Rogue, you guys, you know, you do stuff that's interesting, stuff that's against the norm, but it's not tasty. I mean, who are you brewing for? I'm sorry. I mean, whoa, I mean... <laughs> What a cool can. It has like this, you know, this all black and white, you know, it's like this biker can. But who are you brewing for? For people who have no taste and, you know, perhaps chew on, you know, diesel fuel lines, you know, perhaps you met your your, your maker. I don't know. I don't even know what to say. It's a terrible beer. I'm sorry, Rogue. You guys can do something irregular, but not to me. Would you Thank give you. it one star? I gave it one star and I didn't even, I had something else to drink tonight. Rogue uh, had a good eight innings of uh, minus five ball. We've we've lost the entire ball game. We needed someone to clean up the game, and we lost an additional three runs tonight. Guinness, thank you for doing your part in making 
a blonde uh, from Ireland, 5% alcohol. I don't know the price. Mask, could you tell me the price of it? No, I couldn't. I didn't buy it, but this says it's brewed in Pennsylvania. That's in, Well, I mean, uh, perhaps it's correct, but, you know, it doesn't matter. The uh, best state in the world. Pennsylvania's cool. I don't know. How I mean, much is I, this? I, I will defend Connecticut to death. However, Guinness, Guinness, Guinness Blonde closed my game. Uh, untasty. It's a, a very bad representation of the Guinness Brewery. That's my... That's that's what I have to say about Guinness. Way to go, Guinness. Blonde. All right. Uh, so I let off with uh, Coffee Maker. It was a uh, Berta Weiss Pale Ale. Uh, from Kent Falls Brewing, coffee, barley, pale ale, uh, straw colored, very cloudy. Uh, Kent Falls makes uh, a lot of very uh, fermented beer, a lot of yeast. Uh, aroma, I got a little bit of skunky, some earthiness, and a, like a little bit of the sour. They, they specialize in sour ales. Um, no, I didn't get any coffee on the nose. Got very mild coffee on the taste, a lot of yeast. Um, it, it, it was very yeasty. Uh, it had the heavy Brett flavors, but it just didn't have that coffee punch to kind of com- combat it. So, it, it, like, the, the coffee was so mild, it just kind of tastes like a coffee sour almost. And it just, I, I couldn't I couldn't do it. I got through a third of it and just, I dumped it. I drain poured it. That is the first one first in history. Ever. Yeah. And so, I, you know, it deserves I mean, I, I much some like Red Baron Malt, drain pour a beer. Um, unless it's really bad, and I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't get through it. Well, you know, um, I didn't, I didn't want to miss out on the other beer I bought. You know, I was really excited to try it. Uh, I gave it a half star, and uh, no chance of getting it again. Well, unfortunately, I mean, to to your first beer, it's, it, because it's bottled in the in the twenty ounce version, it's it's sort of like it, it. It's not regularly available, is it? Or, no, no. So I mean, make bust. So it's kind of um, like you're you're. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah, so it pitched uh, one inning, uh, three walks, gave up a grand slam, Oof. then gave up three more walks, and then was pulled. Oof, um, then coming in in the first inning with no outs was from Evil Twin Brewing. The, some people are immune to good banana stout, which is a stout from Evil Twin Brewing out of Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. Uh, 10.7%. It is a imperial stout brew with banana and maple syrup. Um, very dark in color. Uh, it's got a very bready coffee aroma, uh, chocolate, earthy type of smells. And flavor-wise, got a little bit of chocolate. Has, still has that very bready flavor uh, with banana and hints of maple. But the mild, the, the banana and the maple were very mild flavors. Like the banana was a little bit more overpowering than the maple. Um, but it, it was like just enough of each of them if you like those flavors to make a good beer. Evil Twin makes good beer all the time. They're very good at making these like more kind of expensive, one-off type of beers. It was very velvety. Um, I gave it three stars. I said that sure, I'd get it again. Um, it finished out the game. It got out of the jam, only giving up one extra run. And we won the game five to four off it off. And then, because it was so tired from pitching eight plus <laughs> innings, it turned itself into a Coors Light to have a nice catch with the kids. Wow, wow! I'm not putting the Coors Light in my beer journal because I don't feel like wasting the page. Right, that's interesting. That's bullshit. Oh yeah. my! I, mean, I got Coors. a beer for next week though. I'm really excited about it. Coors Light's cool. I like Coors. Light. What'd you get? So yeah, uh, so, uh, I believe uh, Baron, you have an announcement to make about next week's show. A very cool next week. Um, of our president's 
day special. You know, I don't know if we're going to do anything cool about that yet. But yeah, um, I can't be here. Present. I, I oh, my. Well, it's very sad to hear. Yeah, I actually defile the graves. Oh, no. Well, perhaps that information is false. However, Can you Skype in? However, next week, Phil from Chaz and AJ, people who listen in our area from the Chaz and AJ show, 99.1 WPLR. The producer there, Phil, he does a sports show in during football season. I did a show with him this past season. He's going to come hang out with us. He's going to come get sports drug with us. It's very exciting. Uh, I, I'm very excited to have him on. Good friend of mine. And I think he's going to fit in very well with us. And it's uh, it's very cool. So Yeah, be look out. I'm going to have a uh, Facebook event made up and everything. So exactly. you'll be able to know. We're going to promote exactly the hell out happening. of this. Do you have any Twitter polls this week? I had one um, that I forgot about until right now. <laughs> I voted. I voted. How I did you? too. I was Mr. the first one. Oh, a, the mask. I gotta get a Twitter going again <laughs> so I can start interacting on Twitter with those things. I just never used it. No, I, it gets I quiet. had mine dormant forever, and I've been way more active on it the last few weeks with the GSWD page. And sometimes you get results, sometimes you don't. But so the Twitter poll that I ran, um, it was right after the deadline. I asked, "Should the Pelicans have traded Anthony Davis at the deadline?" Seventy-eight percent said yes. Twenty-two percent said no. So, the 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 Pelicans should have traded Anthony Davis, but they were just asking way too much, and and, and rightfully so. It's, it's he he's a generational player. Yeah. Um. I think unfortunately for Anthony Davis, I think he kind of falls into that category of being a generational player in the wrong, like in in the middle of a generation, if that makes sense. Because he came in on the tail end of, like, the, the, the semi-tail end of LeBron. It'll never be his generation, you mean. Thank you. No. <sighs> so I guess I'm done. <laughs> the, the anyway. Ma- the mass He came in on the, the semi-tail end of LeBron's generation, and as he kind of reached, started to reach the, the beginning of his peak, Giannis just yeah. completely bloomed. And, and, and Giannis is just so gifted athletically. And, and he, he just... And Giannis is a guy that came out of Giannis. absolutely nowhere. Is it Giannis? Giannis. He came out of absolutely nowhere. Was well, it two he, years ago? Well, he's been one of those guys that's like, he he was kind of like Jimmy Butler. So it's like, if you weren't following the NBA, he came out of nowhere. But like, like I think Kyle can attest to it. Like Jimmy Butler was the same. Like Jimmy Butler started getting a little bit more minutes, a little bit more minutes. And he started seeing it produce. And then he, he definitely, like Giannis, just like Jimmy Butler, rocketed to that next level. But like he, he was slowly getting to yeah. a, a higher level of play, and then once given the opportunity, blew Just exploded. up. Because he was the 15th pick in the draft, right? Whereas Anthony Davis was com- came out ready to explode, yeah. expected to explode, and did explode, much like you know Kevin Durant did, and, and, and players before him, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and players. His brothers like that. suck. Yeah. Um, Social media though, we had yes. a good show today, and. Uh, you know, for those of you who are listening live, we appreciate it. But not everybody listens live. Sometimes Listen, you know where to find us. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses. Whether it's being the next dog to eat or, <laughs> <laughs> or spilling gin everywhere. <laughs> Check out. us out. Sorry, go ahead, Kyle. Quick shout out to Dave Smart. Uh, he listens to us every week, no matter what it is. Thank you, sir. Find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, 
Anywhere you can find a podcast. Where you find podcasts, internet radio shows, garbage, fun stuff, all of it. You find us. We are here on PPRN every Monday night from 8 to 11-ish. Um, be sure to check out the Peter Pino Show every Tuesday and Wednesday from 7.30 to 10.30. Weather permitting, me and Kendall will be there tomorrow night. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> Connecticut sucks. We've, we've been doing Peter's show on Tuesdays last, I don't know, a couple months now. But um, check it out. Always a lot of fun stuff happening there. Download the PPRN app. Subscribe to the PPRN YouTube channel. Um, find us. We're out there. Yes, we are. Leave reviews on Apple. That'd be interesting to start reading those. Yes, please do. On, on Apple iTunes, um, Apple Podcasts, leave a review. We want your, you know, yeah. background. We'll read them. We'll read them. And, and more, okay, more importantly than that, but, but kind of following that, uh, Instagram, Twitter, you know, any any outlet you find us on that you, you can find a way to comment. YouTube, I don't know if you can comment on Spotify, whatever. But wherever you find us, you know, we have our email. Uh, it's just drunk at gmail.com. You know, you know, if you listen on a, on a, a platform where you can't comment, we, we'd love to get feedback. You know, if yeah, there's things you want out. to hear us talk about, if there, you know, right. if there's topics you think that are worth discussing, you know, it, it's we know that we're a once-a-week show. You know, maybe that changes in the future. We've made a lot of changes over the past 365 days. <laughs> but, you know, if, if there's something you want, you want to hear us talk about, you want our input on, you're, right, you're right, loyal. If, if you want to come on the show, too. You know, we, we, we go everywhere. We give out cards. But if you listen... Sorry, and you're like, was, that, was that your time? I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to be a part of the fun. <laughs> can, can I have but my, Yeah, I mean, like, if you listen and you want to come on the show... Give me $5. Please. You can go ahead and comment, email, subscribe, do whatever you got to do. Reach out to us. We're more than happy to have you on. We've got mics. Money. We've got life. We've got content. Yeah. And we will shit all over you. <laughs> Even if you're more knowledgeable than us. <laughs> we don't, we don't especially care. if you're more knowledgeable than if you us. Come in here, if you come in here when we're doing like a random NHL talk and try to show everybody up. We got me, Jeff. It doesn't even matter about that. Mock will hit you with the Tebow talk. Brat. Souls will beat you in 2K. Brat. Yeah, Mask can program a computer. Brat. Kendall, he can walk. <laughs> but with all that being said. We hope to hear from you. We love your feedback. We'll listen to it all. And we'll report it live next week. But until then, I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mock. Sheen Washable. Yep. I'm Souls. The Mask Chris Massey. And I'm the Red Baron. Yeah.